JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Very good evening. You're very welcome to Friday Evening Talk Sport, incorporating a sports special. We're on till half past eight. Plenty of action this evening. We'll be have live action from Callan and, of course, reports from all the matches happening this evening in the local championship. First and foremost, we've split the pot, of course. Big money to be made. All coming up on the programme. And, of course, we'll be going to the dogs as well. That's vital stuff. Friday evenings talk sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh Bus and Coach Hire. Statement of Outcome. This matter concerns a complaint submitted by KCLR regarding the Kilkenny Today programme, which was broadcast on Community Radio Kilkenny City, CRKC, on Friday, the 7th of October 2022. On that date, an item was broadcast involving presenter Eugene Doyle plus Pat Tracy and Nicky Brennan from the CRKC sports team. The specific discussion focused on correspondence stated to have been received by CRKC from KCLR relating to the broadcasting of commentaries on club games in Kilkenny that weekend and thereafter. During the discussions, an impression was created that KCLR had secured changes in relation to its existing rights to broadcast GAA club matches through a recently signed new agreement between the GAA and the IBI, namely that it had newly acquired these rights on an exclusive basis. CRKC accepts that the comments made on the programme were misleading and further accepts that KCLR has had first call broadcasting rights in respect of fixtures within the scope of the GAA-IBI agreement since 2009. CRKC has upheld KCLR's complaint and accepts that its October 7th, 2022 broadcast, which was the subject of the KCLR complaint, failed to meet the required standards of fairness, objectivity and impartiality required of current affairs broadcasts. CRKC wishes to unreservedly apologise to KCLR and acknowledges that KCLR is a responsible company and broadcaster which contributes positively to the community. The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Okay, they're busy in here doing Split the Pot, and Dunphy, and Nolan, Eileen. We also have Declan, and we have uh, himself, Michael. He's he's the adjudicator, is that what you call it? PWC, kind of. <laughs> right, who's announcing the winner? What's the, what's the prize? Anne, come on, come on. Anne, Annie of the Rock Road, come on over here. <laughs> right, how much are how much are we playing for? We're talking about seven hundred and seventy-nine first prize. That'll do. And the winner is Betty O'Connor, and that's care of Pat Doyle. Right. Okay. Second prize, eighty euro, is Henry. Giles, I think that is. Henry isn't it? Giles, that's yeah. And the third prize, fifty direction. euro, is Liz Murray. Nice. That's it. Okay. All three. 
All three. All right, we'll have written confirmation. But 779, is it? Yeah, great. All right, that'll do. Okay, thanks, lads, and uh, we'll repeat that in a little while as well. Thanks, Anne and Anne and Eileen and Michael and Declan and all the rest. And... uh, Great money to be won. And uh, Bear Scott is going to win his more money on the horses. How are you, Bear? I well, no problem, Papa. I don't think we'll make that much. <laughs> I don't think we'll equal that. 779, not bad. It's all right, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Anyway, Pat, there's, there's two meetings tonight. There's jumps in Whitesford and they're on the flat in Tipperary. I'm going to give the results of the first two races in Wexford first. They started there at 4.55, and the first race was won by number one, Dutch Schultz, 9 to 4. Second was number seven, pick a number, 33 to 1. And third was number three, River Tara, the 6 to 5 on favour, and 11 ran. The 5.30, this was won by number four, Navigator Jack, 130 favourite. Second was number 11, Rebel Wallace, 6 to 1. And third was number 5, Tip for Matt, 12 to 1, and 12 ran. The 6 5 race is underway, currently underway down there in Wexford. And Tipperary just started a little earlier. And the first race there went to number 8, Elba, 6 to 1. Second was number 5, Never Shout Never, 4 to 1 favourite. And third was number 10, Apple a day. And that was 20 to 1 and 12 ran. The 515 was won by number 3, Lady Tilbury, 2 to 1. Second was number 4, Harmony Rose, the 6 to 4 favourite. Number 5 was a non-runner there and 4 ran. The 550, this was won by number 7, Aloysius Lilius, 12 to 1. Second was number 4, Cavallo Pazzo. 5 to 4 favourite and third here was number 12 Realton Fantasy at 14 to 1 number 6 was an on runner and 11 ran and that just leaves us 4 races in Tipperary to make a few pound over a pound we'll do the best we can the first one is at 25 past 6 and this is a 2 year old maiden 11 runners down to go we have a warm enough favourite in number one, Andromeda, Aidan O'Brien's uh, five to four favourite. The second favourite here is number four, Dror Tira, Jim Bulger's runner, 72. Jim actually has two in it. And uh, number three, enthralling from the Dermot or Donegal O'Brien stable is six to one. And it's eight to one, number two, Camelot Alexander from the Jessica Harrington stable. Um, it's an open looking race on paper, but really I think it should concern the first and uh, first, maybe second and third in the betting. And drama that had one run that was in Leopardstown where it finished second. And um, with any kind of improvement, it will take a lot of beating, that's for sure, in this race. Lower tier, Jim Bullard's runner ran as he's after running four times already and um, he ran a nice race in Galway last week in a fairly hot contest I have to say but showed up well in that and should have a say in the finish of this and is the one number three that I'm, I'm looking at it's six to one 
finished a head behind Andromeda the last time they met in Leprosound and uh, Andromeda 5 to 4 and trolling 6 to 1 good each way price at that rate of one that's the one I'd be going for the 7 o'clock this is another two year old event it's the big race of the evening in Tipperary a listed race six runners number two Captain Maverick is the non-runner here Again, we have a warm favourite, an even warmer one than the last one, number four, deep one, from the Patumi stable. This dad is on a hat-trick. Uh, one is fast two in good style, Killarney and Leperstown, and uh, is odds on five to four on to folly up and make, do the hat-trick. It's nine to two, then number one, Dunica's Bremen, and also... Aiden's at number seven, brilliant. Both of them nine to two. It's five to one, number six, Warney. And uh, the other runner there, the outsider, the field, courageous strike, is uh, 14 to one. And um, I'm just looking at Deep One, was very impressive when winning both his races. I, I'd be a brave man to back against him. Brilliant is obviously going to improve from its last run when it run really well. Brilliant is a filly, by the way, and we'll be getting a weight allowance, and uh, that has to count for something. But I think it'll be deep one for the hat-trick there. It should be a, a race worth seeing, I have to say. I'm looking forward to it. The 7.35, this is a maiden for three-year-olds and upwards over seven and a half furlongs. Number two is a non-runner here, which leaves nine runners. The favourite uh, at lunchtime today, anyway, was number five, First Gentleman, which has the form, I have to say. Number ten, then, Tolstone was 11 to four. It was four to one, number nine, Time Tells All. Seven to one, number eight, Space Age, and ten to one, Bar. Well, as I say, First Gentleman has the form, but uh, he's still waiting for his first win. Very short price, 13 to eight. I, I suppose he will take a little beating in it. The one that interests me, and this is number nine, Time Tells All, uh, Dermot Wells' runner, had a couple of very promising runs early on in the season, but dropped down in form a bit over its last few runs, and uh, it needs to bounce back. But Dermot Wells' uh, runners were doing very well in Galway last week. I would expect this lad to show a much improved form over the seven and a half furlongs tonight and at four to one is not a bad price. Finally the eight ten pass which is a handicap indeed. This is a ladies handicap over a mile and a half. There are fourteen runners, numbers four golden star, number six detroned, and number thirteen Nutra are all non runners here. The favourite is number one long claw at nine to four. It's then a hundred and thirty Number two, X Pound, and number nine, Vice Regent. It's ten to one, bar those three. Number five, Black Soul. Number eight, Summerfly. And number ten, Laurent du Trois. French name, but anyway, I'll have to get Jim to pronounce that one tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, Long Claw, this fella has been running really consistently of late. Uh, John. Uh, down and in the saddle, of course, and, and she's one of the top riders. And Longfather has been running really well in recent times, including a very, very good second in Galway last week. A lot of people would have expected to follow up that by winning this. 
expound also has to come into it. But I think number nine, vice regent, is the one to be on. This fellow has been running over hurdles, actually, and on the flash recently, and Siobhan Rutledge in the saddle, top rider, probably better drawn than long claw, but it shouldn't make much of a difference over a mile and a half. But it has a lot going for it, Vice Regent, 130. Not a brilliant price, but uh, it'll be a brilliant price if it wins, that's for sure. Diet then, Bar. Okay, bud. All right, talk to you tomorrow. Please, God. Look uh, forward to it. All right, that's Bear Scott then, and uh, Bear will be in with uh, looking at the horses tomorrow. JJ Kavna Kochar, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. JJ Kavanagh and Sons, sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Okay, just a reminder, split the pot and the uh, first prize was €779. Euros. Betty O'Connor was the winner and uh, the promoter there is Walsh's Toyota. Henry Giles has won €80 Euro, and the promoter is Jim Cashin. And the third prize of €50 Euro has gone to Liz Murray with the Home Rule Club, the promoter there. So that's uh, the uh, split the pot this evening, the 11th of August. And of course, the next draw is on the 25th of August. So uh, well done to everyone and thanks to everyone for supporting it and uh, for all our promoters and all the people that uh, pay their two euros there. Okay, we're going to the dogs and we go to the dogs via John Locke Park in Callan. Nicky. Yes, Pat, you're very welcome to John Locke Park here for the... We're actually going to give you the dogs now, of course, but then we'll have the Senior Hurling Championship, League Championship game between Tullerone and Mullinavash. Uh, commentary coming to you there from Barry Henriquez and uh, Kieran Muldowney uh, just before 7 o'clock. Obviously, we're in Barry country now, so we have to be uh, very careful what we said. Looking very well, very impressive uh, new Tarmac Adam track around the field here that we were able to uh, drive up on. So, a lovely facility. Looking forward to the match, but let's uh, just talk about the dogs here now for a moment there is an 11 race card in the Kilkenny track tonight starting at half past 7 as usual welcome to the Kilkenny track A4A5525 is the first race and I'm going for number 4 Mary Boogie's owned Thomas Boogie trained Kilgraney Flower to get the better of uh, Kitty Morrissey's owned and trained Woe Maudy that's number 3 race number 2 the www.bilesports.com 0-2-5-2-5 semi-final when that final is played the winner will get 625 euro not too bad at all going for the uh, well-known tourist trainer Liam Peacock owned in train number 3 Bogger Buddy to get the better of number 1 Javier Jarnier from Zaragoza trained by David Burke Mass Barberis Race number three, it's the WWW Kenny Greyhound Stadium, A4A5-525. I'm going for number three, that's Michael Sean O'Dwyer's all the way from Limerick, trained by Marty Lahey, Stone Park Molly, to get the better of uh, his neighbour up a few uh, miles up the road further. Number two, Rory Hickey's owned and trained, Avangate Bonnie. Race number four, the uh, WWW Bile Sports O2 ON2525, the second semi final of that stake. I'm going for number five. It's a Mary Boogie on Thomas Boogie trained again, Kilgraney Gold on this occasion to get the better of another Thurless owner and trainer, Doreen Quinlan. Number three, Bull Run Bind. Race number, uh, race, I'm trying to get his races in order now. Two, three, four. Race number five. 
Yes, we have it here now. And it's the semi-final of the belt, 12,000 euro Boyle Sports A3 Bitch 525 and a tasty five grand for the winner this time next week. So the semi-finals are on tonight and um, they're going to be well run, no doubt about it. I'm going in race in the first heat. I'm going for two Murty Lahey dogs to come home first and second. I'm going for number four to win at Gavin O'Mahony's owned Murty Lahey trained to uh, get over the line stories fuse and to get the better of Michael Johnson's from Dublin Murty Lahey trained number five Droopy's better race number six is the Irish uh, Retired Greyhounds Trust A4525 going for number six Brian Dyle's owned and trained Long Daisy to get the better of another Murty Lahey trained dog Pat Carroll's in there in Ballybock Street in Kilkenny number four Ballybock Carroll race number seven uh, it's the second semi-final of the Bile Sports A3 Bitch 525 stake. I'm going in this one for uh, John Mackey's and Tom Lannan's number six, File Amy. It's had a good, come second in the quarterfinals last week, but it's in good form and likes trap six. In fact, amazingly, the last five times she's run in, in uh, the track outside of Kilkenny, she's been in trap six and has won four of those races. Going for number two uh, to come home second, Brendan Kios and Simon uh, Simon Sinek's Ian O'Reilly trained number two Droopy's Habit uh, race number uh, nine race number eight sorry I think it's the final of the split the pot Kilkenny track A3525 a nice 700 euro to the winner of that tonight going for number three Rory Hickey's owned and trained Avangate Enzo to get the better of number five a syndicate from uh, Ballyellen in Goresbridge trained by Thomas Buggy Kilinor King uh, to come home second uh, race number nine is trials at Kilkenny track A3525 going for number three Triangle uh, Hildago it's a Nicholas Nolan owned and trained to get the better of a Shem O'Donnell Robbie, um, Robbie Dowland dog uh, has got a few wins out there in the track number six going the wrong way uh, race number 10 is the Jag Building Services 5 to 5 final and again 700 euro to the winner uh, big stakes out there in the track I'm going for number 3 a dog that has had f- lots of success out of the track outside there a syndicate from Kilcullen trained by Marty Lahey 5 wins in a row Delirium Tremens to get the better of number 6 a million, um, grand glam dog millionaire syndicate trained by Carol Ramsbottom Doggy Brasco to come home second and finally race number 11 is the sales tomorrow morning at Kilkenny track A2525 I'm going for number 3 Shem O'Donnell, Robbie Dowlin, owned and trained, going the right way this occasion to come home ahead of number five, Billy Murphy and Francis Mullins, owned and trained, Ascot Benny. And that's tonight out at the um, Freshford Road, where we would expect things to be wrapped up by 10 o'clock or thereabouts. Pat. Okay, and uh, what's the weather like and conditions out in John Locke Park? Uh, it's not too bad, it's dry, but the weather has been very broken. I mean, even coming out here, you'd get, uh, you could go one part of the road and it'd be nice and dry, and then suddenly you're hit by a, by a, a kind of an almost a thunderstorm. So it's been, uh, it's been crazy sort of weather all afternoon. The sky is threatening, but nevertheless, it, the fitch is, in fairness, in good shape. Looking forward to this match, and indeed all the, uh, the other matches. The commentator has actually gone up to the dressing room somewhere now. Yeah, he's probably going to get coffee for us all, I don't know. But it's, um, it's uh, looking forward to the game here. It's, uh, there won't be a lot between these two teams. For Tullerone's point of view clearly they need a win. They lost last week and they will be looking to get back on the horses at Mullivat. 
impressive maybe coming off of the good run in the football they've been doing a lot of training lots of uh, body work and done that so this will be a test for Tullerone but I understand a few of the Tullerone lads might have been just back from holidays and a few other clubs had that problem as well so maybe it'll just take them a while to get going and it just might be this evening Kieramal Downey would have been at that game last week so he'll know a lot more about that when he joins Barry on commentary uh, for the game uh, later on so we are looking forward to the game but for Tullerone it's a big big game for them they need a win definitely referee is on being and I think this is going to be a very very competitive game as the wheel the one on the um, Kells Road as well which Kieran Ari will be at or Lachlan Gales and Dixborough but we're looking forward to this game because there's an opportunity for Tullerone as it were to get back on the horse whereas Mulnavat can certainly keep in a very strong position if they pick up the two points here uh, game starting in about uh, 32 minutes yeah the borough no Lachlan's uh, that'll tell us a bit more about both well, both are coming off of very good wins last week. Impressive wins, um, certainly. Uh, the, I would make the three city teams probably li- likely three of the four semi-finalists this year. Maybe the fourth place is up. Is, well, it's obviously up for grabs. But um, the way things are shaping up at the moment, I was impressed by James Stevens last week. Jay Bradley Callan gave him a decent game, but, but I still felt they had uh, there's more improving in James Stevens. But uh, Lockton's and the Borough were very impressive last week. Lockton's lined out without Mikey Butler. I don't think he's going to be available this evening either and uh, obviously the Borough lads don't have Killian Buckley and uh, maybe one or two more so there's clearly a number of players to come back uh, the holiday is not completely over yet and various other reasons but uh, there won't be a lot between these two teams and certainly there's always a fair bite in it uh, when these two lads meet because teams just want to make sure that if they get into the top two it does take off a little bit of pressure it gives you that uh, uh, um, extra little bit of time to play out that league final or shield final as the case might be not an awful lot of pressure on from that perspective and then uh, they have time then to uh, maybe get a little bit of extra work done and see who the, who the, um, how the teams go in the actual first round knowing that they're going to be playing one of them so uh, th- there's, a lot to, there's a lot to play for in getting into the top two it takes a lot of worries and obviously you've left relegation uh, well behind at that stage our two commentators are, are just wandering across the field here at this stage So, but we'll, uh, we'll carry on so Pat I think uh, there's going to be a right game on the uh, Kells Road there's a lot of bragging rights you know when these two cities teams playing they don't want to give an inch to one another yeah what about the say you know the intermediate game now that's on the scene Carrick Shock and the Roar and Stieg both of them lost their opening game so does the loser this evening kind of start looking at who they might be playing in the in the first round or relegation semi-final or whatever well, I'd say they're probably looking at the probably at for now anyway. They're probably looking at who they're going to be playing in the first round. Probably relegation is something that they can't let creep into the camp at this stage. Uh, but anything, uh, but once you lose two, you're certainly in a little bit of bother. You're starting to worry. Uh, things maybe are not going as well in training. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, aggro in training, and maybe that's no harm at times as well. But uh, certainly, based on last week, and again going on what you're saying yourselves. Roar in a steak gave a very decent account of themselves against uh, Thomastown and uh, might have even got something out of that match. Whereas Carrick Shock, after a decent start, uh, fell away a bit against Dunhamagan. And I'm not sure did uh, Carrick Shock score anything from play in the second half. So they'll be looking for a very big improvement, uh, Carrick Shock. And again, one of the difficulties with uh, with Carrick Shock, as with all country teams, you know, they they haven't been hugely strong at underage over the last number of years. A nod player here and there. So if they want to uh, make headway, they need to do it with the current crop of players they're missing obviously um, uh, Brennan who's gone to Australia I think it is Darren I can't think of his second name now but our first name but, uh, Brennan, he yeah. was a very good Dara Brennan yeah he was a very good forward for them now he's missing and uh, and is a big loss so um 
you'd probably say at this based on last weekend and that's all I can go and haven't seen these teams playing at all Roar are likely to uh, maybe come out on top and, and they too of course are missing players like uh, Richie Lahey and uh, and uh, the, the footballing Joyce guy who went back to Australia there uh, he was uh, he Dara looked Joyce, like last yeah. year he would be Dara Joyce he'd make a big impression when he came back and he would but obviously he sees uh, the next year or two anyway playing uh, Aussie rules so I think um, he has to be written out of Inistique's plans for the foreseeable future Okay, we'll come back to the commentary team a little later on. Thanks, Nicky. Okay, we'll get them organised for you. Thanks, Mark. Right, that's uh, Nicky Brennan out there in John Locke Park, and uh, we'll bring you commentary on that game later on. We've reports on the Borough and O'Loughlin's, also reports on Sha- uh, Carrick Shock and the Roar in the Steag and the Junior Championship. Then Clonine against Greg Namana, Shane Coogan is there, and Munkine against Liz Downey, Tom O'Hanlon. I'll be watching that. Uh, that's Munkine, Liz Downey, second teams, of course, in uh, the C section of the Junior Championship. Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. Bennett's Bridge and Aaron's own uh, that's in Freshford and Shane Coogan at the moment it's after about six minutes gone it's four points to two to the bridge we head back to uh, Dane's Fort yes and as you come back to Dane's Fort it's all square here well it will be for a moment James Stevens have a free in from Ongill file and we're going to head off down south down to Piltown it's John Locks against Winegap Barry Henriquez thank you 10 minutes and 45 seconds gone here in Piltown to score is Winegap one goal and two points John Locks point have two points on the scoreboard thanks uh, Barry so we head from Pilltown to Sleeve Rue and Richie Power how is it going there it's Tullahar Ross Birkin against Kilmacow yeah 10 minutes gone back here in, in uh, Sleeve Rue and it's, uh, it's Kilmacow 4 pints uh, Tullahar 1 pint Okay, lads, we're going to head down to St. John's Park. It's Munkine uh, taking on the Fenians, Tom O'Hanlon. Yes, Pat, a very impressive performance over here from so far from Munkine, 10 points to 4. Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Okay, well, have Mullinabat and Tullerone on out in John Locke Park in Callan. It's Dixborough against O'Loughlin Gales in Park Seamus Stephon on the Kells Road. Kieran Nari has made the long journey over to Park Seamus Stephon. How are you, Kieran? All good, Patch, Not too far to go. Good stay the same parish. Have you, have you dug out a nice little spot for yourselves there now? Yeah, we're just down in the corner here, Patch. There's breeze blowing down into it because they had a town end goal here in the Kells Road so we're trying to find a bit of shelter now Yeah. Um, so that's going to play I'd say part of the play six or seven nine breeze now to be honest about you figure most of the play will be down there with that breeze yeah just a second we're coming down the corridor we're saying it'll be hard to if you're even if you're going along in, with the wind you'll be saying to yourself how would you get the ball in can't you all or you know He's such a such a man, you know, in around the, the full back line. So it'll be interesting to see what way both teams play it, but it's definitely going to have a major bearing on this, this game, Pat. Any word of any changes? No, the teams are just um going through their warmness at the moment, Pat. Um as far as I can see, it looks like uh Brian Ogus staying in the goal for Dixborough. He still has the number one jersey on him. Um we haven't haven't heard of any of the other changes yet, but um when you come back to the later on we'll have all those changes for you the teams are on the far pitch actually warming up out the back of the dressing room not on the main pitch here so um, we, it's hard to tell yet but uh, there's no referees out either so 
Killian Buckley is not uh, available this week. No, that's that's what we're hearing anyway. And I think lately so we have Cody as well. So it's be too big losses, but it's, it's suppose as well. It's a chance for the younger players to step up too, you know, and get into those central positions and maybe nail in a position that maybe push Kelly Buckley forward a bit more forward. So use like a target and maybe send forward or something. Later on in the year, you know, if you could get down a good half back line there, I think the half back line that started last week there with Thomas Kenny, um, Timmy Clifford, and Owen Finley is very strong half back line, so it'd be hard to shake any of the boys out there. And then in behind, you know, probably maybe the full back line, you know, Nile Raw, Park, Mile, and you know, they all have plenty of experience with the under 20s and that as well, so you know, it's going to be hard to break back into that full back line, but look, they are two players involved with Kenny so you'd imagine the wind they've been somewhere but it'd be interesting to see where Yeah and uh, just look and say you know as, as full back lines go you say Patrick Mile and Nile Rowe both um, uh, you know the, the, it's a young looking full back line It is yeah now in fairness um, Patrick Mile has a lot of senior experience but probably more so out, at the, out on the half back line I think he's, he has the makers of a very good full back you know he played under full back under 19 there when he was 17 and you know he was excellent in there he he, he, he has that physical presence and he attacks the ball so yeah they, they are inexperienced compared to the other line then down the other end you know you have Hugh Lawler there you know you had uh, Rory Galway the last day and Ronan Buckley I was very impressed with, with that full back line but I suppose they, they have Hugh Lawler in the middle around um, the two the two inexperienced corner backs but it'll be interesting to see how, how both full back lanes go to their path, especially with that breeze, because the ball is going to be dropping in in around the, the full forward lane. So it'll be interesting to see how how both deal with that, especially you know the high ball coming in or maybe dragging out the half back lane, leaving a lot of space in front of the the full forward lane. So it'll be interesting to see now. Yeah, uh, a return to form and and uh, I suppose the availability and return to form of the likes of Liam Moore. That's a massive boost for the likes of the, for the Borough now this year. Yeah, you'd be expecting a big year from Liam, Pat. You know, he's after being around the senior panel there now and starting teams the last three to four years, you know, so you'd be, you'd be hoping he'd step it up this year. You know, he um, obviously stepped away from the 20s last year and got stepped to other from what the farm up in the last day now, he'd have to be very impressed with his hunger, his work rate, and we all know he's brilliant at taking a score. He can go left or right, put physical presence as well, he can win his own ball, so... You'd be hoping for a big year of him this year as well. Yeah, and uh, just looking at last week, uh, you know, the likes, it's going to be very interesting uh, battle there, but uh, the uh, O'Loughlin's half-forward line with the um, the Borough half-back line, uh, you know, Luke Hogan had a great game last weekend, and Owen O'Shea was, well, he was in the corner, but he was out a good bit as well, and so that's going to, there are going to be some interesting jewels around the place. Oh, definitely fast and throw on ball into the mix as well. I know he was probably quieter than we'd normally be used to the last day, but, you know, if you leave him space and time on the ball, he'll go to town on you as well. So, you know, it's going to be, like you said, the two lads, he's very impressed with Ono Shea the last day. He probably struggled for farm last year, but he seemed to have plenty of farm in abundance last day um, out, out in Clara. And the same with Luke Hogan. You know, we saw him with the CBS and that down through the years. You know, a great man to get a ball. Fierce direct when he gets the ball. You know, he'll take on the man and he'll, he'll, he'll take a score if it comes up to him as well so you know there's, there's, there's plenty of danger plenty of danger in, in, in that forward line and you know there's plenty of the last day as well they were able to call on 
likes of Jack Nolan to come in off the bench as well. You know, you had Conor Kelly floating in around the middle. He'll always come up with two or three points anyway. a game. So, the interesting duels, Pat, and you can't be affording to give any of those forwards, um, the O'Loughlin Gales forwards, space, especially especially on a wee pitch like the Kells Road as well. Um, I noticed Dara Hulahan on the subs bench. Is he home to stay for a while, or what's the story? Yeah, he is. He's home... It's home for the foreseeable, I think, anyway, Pat. Or I suppose it could depend on how long the championship goes on for, for Dixborough. But um, I see him actually warming up in the goal here now. So I'll be interested. Raymond Oak has the number one jersey, but it looks like Darrell Hoolan's warming up in the ball. So maybe he will be at the start today. Um, but he's, yeah, he's he's here anyway, and he, he's standing in the goals at the moment. All right, Kieran, you'll know a lot more about uh, your beloved Dixborough after this one. Yeah, I think so, Pat. You know, I think, look, in fairness, they just had way too much athleticism and probably, you know, too much pace and that for Clara in the end of the last day. Not all Ockham's, they very impressed with all Ockham's for 50, 55 minutes. Um, they're out in Clara against Polaron and I know, look, a lot of Polaron has probably away the previous week, but sure, when it goes down the pitch, you have to take what's in front of you and I was very, very impressed with all Ockham's. thought they have a brilliant spine to their team, you know. Lawler at three, Paddy Deacon at six. You know, the whole way up along then you had Paddy Butler at fourteen, you know, a good ball winner there that gives him an option to go along if they're if they're puck outs. Um it's a need need a fact physical presence in around the half forward line and the distance Stephen Murphy gets on the ball as well, you could isolate him one on one, you know, and get lads to break onto him. So yeah, we'll know an awful lot about both teams I think after tonight, Pat, and um it's probably it's interesting that they're meeting so early as well, you know, where lads are just coming back as well and probably that sharpness injuries are at neither so there's probably no excuses for either team's face and really up the forest this game plan. All right, Kieran, talk to you later. Uh, that's uh, oh, thanks, Bash. Thanks, uh, that's Kieran. Nari is out there on uh, the Kells Road, and uh, it's uh, the Borough against O'Loughlin's uh, game throwing in at seven o'clock. All the games at seven. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. JJ Cavanagh and Sons sponsoring Friday Talksport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. You know, if Thomaston are ever going to come, they're best equipped uh, to, to, to probably win it because after winning the Ryan A, like what a year then to come and win an intermediate. You know, like with a with a lot of uh, with a lot of young talent in your squad. But look, at, it, it could come down to it could come down to the semi-finals and finals later on in, in a couple of months' time, and that's when the real questions will be asked. Barrow Rangers are are a club there that are are doing pretty well underage the last couple of years. So if they can hold out to some of those players, um, they'd be a team to, to look out for. And the other team that uh, would be uh, one to watch out for would be Tullaharas Barkin. They were in a minor final there just uh, over two years ago and there's a lot of very good young players coming through. So they'd be two teams that uh, would be developing. You'll always have a fancy for the Shamrocks when, you know, when we get down to the, to the rate heat of championship. Uh, who will it have for me? Shamrocks, Tullerone, the village in Iraqis. Community Radio Kilkenny City, number one for sport. Okay, and uh, we're heading off down to Ballyhill, and uh, Richie Power is there. He's going to be reporting on the match between Carry Shock and the Rural Steak. How are you, Richie? I'm good, Pat. I'm good. I'm good. How are conditions down there? 
typical night for hurling now, Pat, to be honest with you. There's a, a real strong wind blowing from the, the town, uh, the valley, from the village of Ballyhale, uh, right, right into towards October. But it's kind of coming from a, a, at the corner. Like, it's not a direct wind straight down the field, but... It's, a, it's, it's coming from an angle which will probably make it very difficult on three takers but look that's, that's, if it stays fine you know we're, it's not so bad but there's a lot of clouds overhead so we, we'll be lucky I think if we get, a, get out of here without getting wet uh, What's the feeling in Carrick Shock after last weekend? Ah sure look at look at Pat uh, you know we, we were well beaten last weekend uh, beaten by a better team we probably didn't uh, you know, put in a put in a, a, a real good shift. Uh, we have we have injuries. You know, we have five or six uh, uh, missing for one reason or another, and won't be back for a for a couple of weeks. So that is you know that is really testing our panel. And you know, and lucky enough, we have John Cal and uh, back from his honeymoon. He's starting tonight, and Kevin Farrell is coming back from a from a hand injury. So. Uh, he's starting as well, you know. So look at we, we have we have twenty we have twenty five or six cogged out. So look at it, it's it's a game that I suppose both teams will want to win, you know, because whoever loses here tonight, you're really probably looking, you know, maybe you're looking at a, a five or six weeks time trying to get everyone ready for a knockout for a knockout championship, you know, because if you if you lose the first two, you're under pressure there from there on in then. Definitely, and uh, the roar in the Stig, uh, they're. Um I suppose uh, they, they're losing out to Thomastown. Thomastown would have been expected to win it and they were in it for, uh, I suppose, maybe three quarters of the game but uh, Thomastown had that little bit more in the end. Yeah, look at, look at, I, I, I said Pat earlier in the year, you know, yeah, you'd have to say like Thomastown after winning another 21, Ryan A, you know, they're, they're, they're probably in a very, very strong position. You know, you know they, they probably have the strongest panel maybe of all the intermediate teams uh, uh, out there, you know, so... But look, it's it's early days, yes. Um, you know, uh, like like I said, no one wants to be two two games down. Uh, uh, you know, after playing two. But look, at, if you're in that position, you know, you still have to drive on. You still have to get uh, get into the field and, and get ready for uh, for knockout championship. And you know, that will come that will come down the road in six or seven weeks' time. And that's probably when <laughs> you know when you really want to be holding well and you and you want your full panel available. Like you know. So look, at, uh, there's a lot of hurling to be done. Um, I was talking to one of the Roaring State guys here on the line, and he 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 says like that, you know, they have their full quantity of players available to them at the moment. Now he he did say that whole Ling is is playing his last game this evening. He has to go for a shoulder operation, and you, you know, so um, like he'd be a huge loss in the stage. You know, he's a chap that I've been watching for a year or two now, and you know, he's a good prospect. So. But uh, he's picked a corner forward tonight. If he plays there or not, we won't know for another couple of minutes. OK. All right, Richie, we'll check in with you as the game progresses. All right, Pat. Talk to you then. That's Richie Power there, and uh, he's down in Ballyhale. We're going out to John Locke Park, and Barry Henriquez and Kieran Nari are going to discuss the pros and cons of the game coming up between uh, Tullerone and Mulnavat. Over to you, lads. Thank you, Pat Tracy, and welcome to John Locke Park. I'm on home territory here, so I'm king of all I survey. When I'd look out on John Locke Park, both sides are out having the customary run up and down and passing balls and things like that, which was a far difference in John Locke Park. The year we bought in 1975, when I signed a cheque of £44,000, a king's ransom for 11 acres of ground from a man who was 
had one foot in the grave, another one on a banana skin slipping in after it. We thought we'd never be able to pay it. But be that as it may, here we are in this resplendence, in the resplendence of John Locke Park and Tuller Road, fucking road up in our left hand side. Clear on Ari's sidekick in tonight. Dickie Brennan will throw in his toughest work when I invite him to do so. Anyway, be that as it may, clear on. Analyze this game as you it might evolve. In your opinion? Well, Barry, you have the clash of a team who one of them has won their first round, one of them has, has lost their first round. They'll both be equally determined. When I went into the dressing rooms just to get to see were there any changes, going in around the Mulder of Atlas was like going into the land of the giants and going in around Tullerone, it was like going in around the land of the demented. They were absolutely firing their eyes in there. 45 minutes before throwing, they are ready for this one. They'll strip an awful lot fitter than they did last week and they'll hurl an awful lot better and they'll have to. They'll be disappointed with how they hurl against O'Loughlin's O'Loughlin's really overran them quite easily I didn't see the Mullinavac game but just from listening to yourselves and anyone else that was at it they were very impressive in getting lots of scores and uh, driving the ball up the field and attacking at will so I'm really looking forward to this one at the start of the year Tullerone would have been seen by many as possible pretenders to the Shamrock's crown and Mullinavac have always been one of the teams who you think you know if they got things 100% right they'd rattle anyone and uh, I, I'm looking forward to this round two is fierce and important it does kind of set the tone I suppose it's maybe going back over the years when it was played in May and you, you got your year off to a good start but it's no different now I mean if you have two good results or even one good result after two rounds well then you're, you're in not too bad of a position but if you've lost both games next thing you start looking over your shoulder at the dreaded R word of relegation and you start to hurl in fear and the handbrake comes on uh, so this is vitally important and I'm looking forward to what should be a right rattle Vicky Brennan take up that point that Kieran made there about the Tullerone, the pretenders of the game and uh, the pretenders to the crown and Mullivat, the nearly men. They've been the nearly men for a long time but they haven't been able to get over the world. And I suppose I wouldn't be alone, Nicky, if I suggested a lot of people, a lot of people in Kilkenny, particularly in South Kilkenny, would love to see Mullivat win a county senior final. Uh, yeah, of course they would. They've obviously been the kingpins in football for a long time and they're certainly uh, in that they've uh, done very well. Now they have to switch code and they showed last week they had a good win last week. They were very much in control uh, in their victory last week, whereas Tullerone were flat. Uh, Kieran gave us the update on that match. There was a few players maybe back from holidays weren't totally tuned into it. Look, it's like this. Pat, Pat Bella asked me a question there earlier in the programme about lose two matches and you're thinking of the first rounds of the championship and you're thinking even of relegation maybe not quite relegation at this stage but if you lose two matches i think you can forget about getting into the top two positions and where if you win two matches well then suddenly you've got already got momentum so that's why the game is intriguing from that point of view Tolerone absolutely need to win or they're in a bit of bother and if they don't well then you just, you just don't know what's going to happen but more than that are in the better position uh, today i think and they they will be they'll be they're, Kieran summarised it before he came out. He said he went in to the restroom, saw huge big men in the Tullerone dressing room, and he, while he saw, or in the Mullinavat dressing room, and while he saw fired up uh, Tullerone, you know, taking Mullinavat are going to be equally fired up, but we need a rest. I think Tullerone will give a response this evening. Kieran, we're looking here on the side of John Locke Park, on the opposite side to the people that would be familiar with John Locke Park. Uh, we're on the opposite side to the stand side, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on what side of the coin you're on, but uh, the wind is blowing, it's a southwesterly wind coming in on top of us, our beautiful OBU is parked on site, 
Mick Cummins showing a great dexterity with his with his driving skills and things like that. Parked us in a, a, a premium site here in John Locke Park. Be that as it may, but Kieran, the weather will play a factor in this game. It's not raining, but by hell, it's blowing. Yeah, I mean, uh, just listening to Kieran Nari from the Kells Road and to Richie from Carrick Shock, the wind seems to be the predominant feature in the weather this weekend or tonight. Anyway, wind is crossfield here. Uh, it's going to be tricky. Shooting is going to have to be very, very careful. There's no such thing as banging it in from about 80 yards out because it'll just tail off in that breeze and That's wide. Uh, so, you know, you know, teams will have to work this out quickly. Might be a little bit more carrying of the ball, maybe. You wouldn't know, but uh, it is tricky. I always found, I never minded a drop of rain, Barry, but I always hated wind. I always found it a condition that ruined hurling more yeah. than any other hurling. You know, you'd, you'd be uncomfortable with a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> you certainly would out in the hurling field anyway. Yeah. Uh, Nicky, summarise it and give me your opinion of what way you see it developing. I think that uh, Tullerone, after losing the last day, I think they will put in a very big and committed display. I think you're going to see a fiercely determined Tullerone because they know that they done very well last year. They would be very disappointed to have lost to the Shamrocks last year and were making great inroads and uh, will feel they probably left uh, getting to a county final behind them and if you got to a final you never know what would happen so I think you're going to see a determined display from Tullerone I haven't uh, seen either team obviously playing this year but I just think Tullerone just might do enough this evening purely on the basis that I think they will be really fired up but they'll get a one hell of a match from uh, these uh, the other men here on my right big strong men in many areas of the field and they wear those black jerseys as well it kind of reminds me a bit of the All Blacks the physicality the, the way they work for one another uh, they're a great club I mean we both you and I Barry have watched them in close quarters with the football and we know the type of people that they are down there and we know the, the commitment they have and when they're out on the field they're just our, they're the dream team from that point of view they, they never give up easily so they'll give a mighty display I'm looking forward to this one that while we know the one on the Kells Road has maybe the, is the glamour looking tie but I'm, I'm looking forward to this one here in uh, John Locke Park this evening Kieran Kieran uh, Muldowney is three minutes to kick off uh, we have to go back to Pat Tracy I presume uh, if we have but we've three minutes left uh, ditto to you about the possibilities yeah well like I said earlier Barry Tullerone just simply have to hurl better than they did last weekend they would view that as probably bordering on unacceptable and we'll get an awful lot better performance from them tonight this will give us a chance to match up lines of form I'm looking forward to seeing them on the bat I actually haven't seen them much over the last few years um, but just looking out there they're absolutely huge they a half back line there of Tom Elward Liam Fenley and Mick Malone they're massive and maybe in windy conditions that might help uh, just for the listeners right there's a couple of changes on the Tullerone team Ger Luby number 2 is not playing Mark Simpson replaces him at number 21 at number 13, Bill Walton's replaced by number 20, Peter Welch. And just for Mullinavat then, Oshie Knox at full forward. He's not starting. Replaced by number 30, Bill Dempsey. OK, uh, let's give you the two teams then in Tullerone. Mark Simpson lines out at 21. Right corner back, full back Tommy Walsh. Josh Moore's at left corner. Martin Walsh, Parik Walsh and Tomas Dunn. That's the half-back line from right, left to right. Middle of the field, Jack Keown. He wears number eight. Joe uh, Joe Coughlin, he wears number nine. That's the midfield pairing. The half-forward line on the right is Bill Gaffney. Centre half-forward, Mossy. Martin, Mossy, Keown. And left half-forward, Garrod Dunn. 
The top of the right is Peter Walsh. He'll be wearing number 20. Dylan Simpson will be at full forward with 14. And Shane Walsh, he will be playing at top of the left. The Mullivat team, they will line out as follows. At right corner, uh, in goal, we've Sean Fitzpatrick. At right corner back, George, son of uh, Willie O'Connor. A very, very good young hurler making the grade now in Mullivat. Simon Edward, number three. Big Simon at full back. Uh, Rob, uh, Robin Davis at left corner back. And the right half back, Tom Edward. He's skippered aside at the right half back. Liam Finley, another huge man. He's number six. Number seven, left half forward, left half back. Another huge man, Mick Malone. He's made of solid granite and rod iron, that's for sure. Ian Duggan and Porrick Khan, they'll play at eight and nine in the middle of the field. The half forward line is Connor Walsh and right half forward. Willie Dwyer, the age old Willie Dwyer. Joe Gann, he'll wear number 26. They can't find a 20 at number 12 jersey down in Mullivat. The full forward line, top of the right, big man Jerry Malone. We'll be same mentioned him his name quite a lot at full forward we have uh, Bill Dempsey he's in for Oshie Knox who doesn't play and Adam Mansfield top of the left the referee Kieran who is he referee's own being Barry own being from from, from Tunnel, Johnstown Johnstown good hurler Minute no. silence, huh? Minute silence, I don't know who it's for. Okay, while you're having the minute silence, just a reminder what's coming up here on the programme. Uh, it's uh, commentary on that game, Mullinavat and Tullerone, that's out in John Locke Park. Dixborough against the Lachlan Gales on the Kells Road. Kieran Nari will be checking in with him regularly for updates on that. In the Intermediate Championship then, it's uh, Carrick Shock against the Roar in the Steag, and that's on down in Ballyhale. Richie Power is that that one. Uh, uh, the junior game uh, that ha- that's between Clanine and Greg Namana. Shane Coogan is out there, and that game is in Clara. While Munkine take on Liz Downey in uh, Group C of uh, the junior championship, and uh, that game is in Gordon. Tom, O'Han- Tom O'Hanlon is the man. Uh, reporting on that one we'll be checking in on all those games as they develop and uh, they all have a 7 o'clock throw in uh, in this evening at the various venues so uh, plenty of action all the way and of course uh, Dixborough and O'Loughlin's won their opening game, Mullivat had a win in their opening one, Tullerone lost out Carrick Shock and the Roar in the Steag both lost out in the opening games and uh, Clanine lost out in their junior one, I think Greg Lemana may have had a weekend off and uh, Munkine and uh, Liz Downey well uh, Munkine have been doing well at the junior grade have been uh, setting things uh, going fairly well there as well OK we're going to head back out to John Locke Park Barry Henriquez and uh, Kieran Muldowney It's on a few seconds Tullerone defending the goal to our left but Mullivat breaking up a Tullerone defensive hammered over there by the centre back Liam Finley looking for the corner man but again the corner back for Tullerone Josh Moore gets the ball comes to the 45 launches a long one a oh, brilliant catch in there in the middle of in front of the goal it's caught there by the man with number 20 on his back and that's Peter Walsh and Peter Walsh has a shot puts it straight between the posts it's lively Kieran it's very lively Tullerone after a great start two points Mark Simpson got one just before Pat came across to us after they used the ball well and played it back out to the middle of the field and he drilled it straight over and that was a good score from uh, Peter Welch great ball in by Marcel Cohen good start for Tullerone Simon Edward gives it out to Willie Dwyer Willie Dwyer hits it inside the Tullerone 45 metre line referee Owen Bean blows his whistle he points towards the um, 
to their own goal. It's a foul there on the Mullivat right corner forward. Jerry Malone and he has no hesitation whatsoever in pointing his finger towards the Tullerone goal on our left hand side. Let's call it the country end here in John Locke Park. The free to be taken, it looks like Willie DeWire on the 45 metre line. Oh, it's Ian Duggan. Thanks, Nicky. Ian Duggan inside the 45, the right hand side of the post. Tullerone one point on the scoreboard. Duggan hits it high and Duggan flashes it straight between the posts. The umpire waves the white flag. What a piece. We've got about uh, four minutes of play here, uh, three minutes of play here in John Locke Park. Tirana just uh, corrected me. It's two points. I actually thought the last one was a, was a, a wide ball, but Tullerone defending again, coming away with a Parik Welsh. He gives it out to his left hand back. Out there is Tomas Stone. Tomas Stone comes to the 45. It's it down the far side, down as far as the man with number 10 is Billy Gaffney. Or uh, Billy Carrodon. No, Billy Gaffney. Billy Gaffney gets it long, hits it high, and he puts it over the bar. That's another point for Tullerone, and that's 3 to 1. The score here in John Locke Park and the time says there's only four minutes gone in this game. Less than four minutes in fact. Uh, Mick Cohen says it's three minutes and ten seconds. Okay Mick. <laughs> Ball hammered up this side of the field. Turn around defending well. Parik Welsh coming out after. But uh, the Mullivat men are trying to maintain possession. Willie Dwyer robbed. The ball played across the 45-meter line. Tyrone with the ball. Garrod Dunn makes ground inside the outside the 65. Great crossfield ball. This is Shane Walsh on the 45. He gives it out this side of the field. He gives it in out to uh, Bill Gaffney. And Bill Gaffney has a shot. Bill Gaffney hits it high, but Bill Gaffney puts it right inside the post and wide. Three points to one in favour of Tullerone. They're playing, I would say, against the breeze. It's a diagonal breeze here in John Locke Park. Foul there. Uh, one being blows his whistles. A free to Tullerone. Middle of the park. Didn't see what happened. Kieran. Yeah, he just Ian Duggan caught the ball in the other hand, so to speak, and he went to switch it back, but he turned it up and caught it, Barry, and he got blue for it. And that's a foul. That's a foul. <laughs> seven days a week the free for uh, Tullerone to be taken in the middle of the field I suspect there by Dylan Simpson seems to be coming out to take it is it? Yeah he tends to take the long range ones Does he? Yeah, yeah, Shane, does Shane takes the Yeah Shane he'll take the ones closer to the goal say. Yeah it's lively here in, Olymp- in John Locke Park it's a good crowd here they dribbled in, in in dribs and drabs but uh, good crowd here the free right in the middle of the park Simpson hits it long, hits it high. The umpire on this side of the field, on this post, looks up. He says it's left of the post and it doesn't get up on the scoreboard. It's 3 to 1. Tullerone in front. Six minutes of play gone. Long puck out. Here come the Vatmen. That's Tom Elward. Tom Elward drops it in around the full forward line. They're tussling for it. Going back there. Is the corner back for Tullerone? That's Josh Moore. Josh Moore has the he gives it to his left half back. Uh, that's uh, Tomas Don. Tomas Don out the far side of the field on the Mullivat 45 meter line. Mullivat with the ball in the middle of the field. Ian Duggan makes ground out the far side. Looks like looks like Willie Dwyer actually it's a long long ball but it comes in now comes the goalkeeper he was in a bit of trouble there that's Paul Buggy but eventually clears the ball down this side of the field Tullerone outside their own 65 that was their centre half forward that was Martin Keown Mossy Keown playing very deep trying to get the ball in towards their uh, 
right corner forward, left corner forward, Shane. Shane was, and he puts it over the bar. Four to one, Kiron. Yeah, Tullerone looking lively and using the ball very, very well, Barry. They're trying to play two inside, pulling one lad out every so often, leaving the spaces for the fast lads to run into. That was brilliant play between Mossy and Shane Welch there for a good score. Puck out down the far side. Well, the vet are varying. They're, they're, that's Willie Dwyer gets a low ball in toward their corner forward. Right corner forward, Jeremy Malone doesn't get the ball. It's on the ground. He, but away come again. Away come the Mullivat or the Tullerone defenders hitting it long. That was uh, Tommy Walsh himself hits it down onto the Mullivat 45, 45 meter line. But it's picked up in there by Tom Elward, their captain, as a look drops it long in toward the 40, 25 meter line. Brilliant, brilliant catch in there by Josh Moore. He gives it to his centre-back, Porrick Walsh. Porrick Walsh looks out the far side. There's a target man out there. The target man is their left half forward, Tomas Dunn. Tomas Dunn hits it down the far side. Going out for Dylan Simpson. Outside his own of the Mullivat 45-metre line. He gives it to number 15, and that's Shane Walsh. Shane Walsh has a shot. A left-handed shot. And it goes off. It was a line ball. A line ball, Barry. Yeah, it was blocked down. Good block there by one of the Mullivat defenders. Yeah. Mullivat, are moving better, Kieran. The Tullerone are moving better, all right, Barry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tomas Dunn has started brilliantly at left half back. He's after having about seven or eight possessions already and used them all well. Good start from him. A few words. Okay, lads, we're going over to the Kells Road and see how things are going between the Borough and O'Loughlin's, Kieran Nari. Yeah, it's just nine and a half minutes gone past here in, in Park Seamus Stefan and it's uh, three points to two to Dixborough, just as you joined it there, Mark Bergen sent over a free from, you know, must have been a hundred yards past a brilliant strike, judged the win perfectly and just landed in over Dara Hoolan's crossbar, so Harry Shane opened the score for Dixborough in the first minute there with a free, some excellent work there by Ed Noll and carried the ball through and then a slight tackle in on Mark Nolan and Dixborough earned a free, then that was followed by another foul then on Ollie Welsh and Harry Shane made it two points to no score then Mark Bergen hit over a free to leave it two points to one in the fourth minute then the first point of play came from Killian Hackett where he hit over a great score from about 45 yards out over on the left hand side just curling lovely inside the post three or four feet inside the post to leave it three points to one and then as I said then just when you joined us on the tenth minute Mark there there was a point for Mark Bergen to leave it three points to two in favour of Dixborough and ten and a half minutes gone and just uh, one change there Pat as well Darragh Hoolan is in goal for Dixborough and Mikey Butler started ahead of Tony Forrestal for a lock and gale now Tony didn't start the last either Rory Galway started and um, he, uh, Mikey Butler came back in for that play but there's also a nearly change here now as well Luke Hogan's gone up and number 22 for a lock and gale is, is in who is Ryan Pints is in Pat so that's an early and big loss to a locking Gales with only ten and a half minutes gone Luke Hogan getting to play no part in this game so three points to two Pat in Shem, Park Shem is fine OK thanks Kieran. what's the score out in Callan? 6 to Sorry. 1 6 to 1 here in uh, John Lock Park in Callan and the time on my watch says uh, 9 minutes and 6 seconds and counting long puck out won by the cornerback uh, that's uh, Mar- Mark Simpson Tullerone again Shane Walsh playing very very deep gets the ball he's on 45 and drills it up towards the uh, Mullivat 45 and the ball hammered over the bar um, and that one was hammered over the bar by Massey Kieran Tullerone are 
making off a sort of moves. Like, there you have Mossy Keown, ten, five seconds ago, he was on his own 45. Same with Shane, same with Shane Walsh, you know. They're moving. Oh, tremendous movement from Tullerone, Barry. And it's all Tullerone in these early stages. Seven points to one, fully meriting that lead. And as you say, they're moving all over the place, playing two inside, but it's a different two. There was one lad moving out, next thing it's another lad. And they're using the ball brilliantly. There's no one hitting it away. They're finding each other with the ball, hurling well. Very, very poor pass there by by um, Liam Fenley. And again, Tullerone win the ball on their own 45, hitting it long down towards the corner. They're looking for Shane. They're trying to exploit Shane a lot, aren't they, Kieran? Uh, they are, a yeah. lot of balls yeah. into him. Yeah, look, he's a dangerous forward, Barry. We all know that. And what, what else would you do when you get the ball into him? He's, he's hurt him well, a lot better than he did last weekend. Line ball for uh, Mullivat on about 30 metres out from their own goal down the left hand side, on the right hand side. Just like Robin Davis taking this one. And again, you see the likes of Mark Simpson playing as a, a, a free player. And again, the long ball coming onto the Tullerone half back line. Picked up in the, over there by Tomas Dunn. And he drills it down into the corner. Here come Tullerone again inside the square. Could be a goal. A great, 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 great goal by scored by Shane Walsh. Again. There you are again. He's over the left corner forward, a uh, left corner forward. At seconds ago, he was a right corner forward. And 11 minutes and 12 seconds. Tuller owner flying, Kieran. Oh, there's only one team in this game at the moment, Barry. Tomas done again, picking the ball up in the right half back position and switched it all the way across to left half forward. Shane out in front grabbed it inside his man took it in and buried it from about 14 yards out. Great goal. Great start for Tullerone. OK, lads. Uh, 1-7 to a point out there in John Locke Park. Uh, the Borough leading three points to two against O'Loughlin's. How's it going down in Park Shamrogue? It's Carrick Shock against the Roaring Steag. Richie Power. Yes, we're 12 minutes into this, Pat. And it's five points in the Steag and three points to Carrick Shock. Um, like I said, the wind is, uh, is, is, is playing. It's very, very difficult. And there, there is a fair few ways in this game as, as I speak. There's five for in the Steag and three for Carrick Shock. But uh, Michael Galvin's opened the score for uh, the Roar in the Steag after two minutes with a pint from play. And then Conor Joyce followed it up with a pint from play to make it two to no score. Jamie Power, or Jamie, Jamie Power got a point for Carry Shock from a free and a good point from Jake DeWire from play brought it to four points to, to two in favour or two points each and then Michael Galvin and um, in the stake have, Michael Galvin have got a free he's got two frees actually and as I speak to you Pat I don't know who got the, 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 the fifth point but uh, you know 13 minutes into the first half it's five points to three in favour of the Roar in the stake Okay, thanks Richie and uh, five points to three in favour of the Roaring Steag. Back to John Locke Park. It's still 1-7 it's still 1-7 to one point 12 minutes and 37 seconds gone here. It's a line ball for the Rod Erdman. The man to take it is Tom Edward. He's moved from right half back to left half back to try and curtail the influence of Shane Walsh, I would suspect. But again, at the Mullivat attack broken up on the Tullerone half back line they're absolutely hurling out of their skin Martin Walsh Parik Walsh at the Mostan brilliant defending by them and Mullivat Tehran are making no inroads whatsoever I mean when you look at that scoreboard you say Mullivat with a point on the scoreboard and the wind Probably in their favour. Yeah, look, the wind is crossfield, Barry. Whatever's in it is favouring Mulnavat, all right. But they've only had two shots. They got a point and a wide. And that's chronic for the first quarter of an hour of any game. Uh, but that's all down to Tullerone's dominance. You're right about the Tullerone half back line. They're cleaning up and they're playing great balls in as well. 
The long delivery in towards the D. Up they go for on the edge of the square. Willie Dwyer doesn't get it up. Again, Tullerone gets it out of trouble. A little flick, a little kick there, and they get it out of trouble. But it's Mullivan in possession. This could be, looks like Willie Dwyer. He loses the ball. And again, Tullerone men arrive in numbers there. And the line ball kicked out over this line, up on our left hand side, on the 30 meter line. Line ball for Tullerone to be taken up there by Mark Simpson. Playing well at right corner back, playing well at left corner back, taps the ball back to Kiran. That's uh, Porrick Walsh. Porrick Walsh looking for a target. Kiran, Tullerone are finding their men awful easy, but the targets are manufacturing themselves as well and they're making it possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, lads are running into great space and the lads with the ball are using it well. Now, this is good, really good hurling from Tullerone. Yeah, Tullerone attacking, the attack broken up. Picked up in the middle of the park by Liam Fenley. Liam Fenley sets it off. Again, Mullivat in possession. But again, is it a poor ball? It wasn't an easy ball, but Mullivat retained possession. The ball taken off the left-hand side. Hit high. It goes long, but it doesn't go straight. Corey Gahan had an attempt at that one. The left-hand side, the post are wide. It's one seven to one point in favour of the Tullerone men from down the hills. But they're nearly... This is nearly a home pitch for Tullerone as Porrick Welsh playing an outstanding game at centre half back. Again, ball fired over the far side. That was by Mark Walsh. Over to the left corner back. Looks like Tomas Dunn. Tomas Dunn hits it down the far side. 60, 70 yards. The ball arriving on the edge of the Mullivat half back line. It beats the efforts of Shane Walsh. Beats him in a boat at half the uh, Mullivat defence. Goal over the sideline. Down the right hand side. I can't get over Tullerone, I really can't. Amazing, after the uh, 17, 15 minutes and 26 seconds, we have five different watches in this OBU here in Canada, and I don't know which of them to believe. Be that as I may, the line ball for Mullivan, around the 65 metre line. The ball tapped down, winning the ball for Tullerone in the middle of the park. The man with number eight on his back, Jack Keown. Ball goes out over the sideline, directly in front of us here, and uh, Dwyer, Kelly Dwyer, the linesman, uh, says it's a line ball for OK lads we're going to leave you there for a minute we're heading off to Clanine against Greg Namana Shane Coogan well Pat welcome to Clara here um, 15 minutes gone Greg Namana 7 points Clonine 2 um, it's a game of freeze to be honest since the game started uh, there's of, of 7 points from Greg Namana 5 freeze and Clonine have got a fight for free this we have a referee who is very, very, very whistle happy. Um, it's just all stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. There's no, there's no goal to it. Clonine are under attack at the moment here. Michael Dyle going through, going through, over the bar, point. So a point for Clonine. With, with 15 minutes, with 15 minutes gone, it's seven points to three. Okay, thanks, Shane. And uh, we're staying with the junior hurling, and it's Munkine against Liz Downey, Tom O'Hanlon. Yeah, it's um, quarter now gone here, and the score is two five for Munkine, one two for Liz Downey. Um, a game that has been almost totally dominated by Munkine, even though they're playing against the breeze, stiff breeze enough. Um, a mistake there just a couple of minutes ago when he came on here first and allowed Liz Downey for a goal. I couldn't uh, see who scored it; it was just a bit of a fumble around the square that brought, that made it one two. Previous to that, they had scored a goal after one minute of play by James O'Keefe. A blistering run from the half forward line into goal left the goalkeeper no chance. Uh, the the general played to the point. Um, 
Tracy, Tracy followed about five minutes later with another goal, this after some more work from James O'Keefe. Both James and Lee are causing massive trouble in the full forward line there when they get the ball. And, and in, also Danny Purcell, in fairness, he's pulled three frees there also. So it is two scores, two goals to one, one point after about five minutes. Ethan Ryan a free, Kieran Dillon Dunphy a point, James O'Keefe another point, Ethan Ryan has followed with two more frees to make it actually at the moment. Two six to one two. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Tom. So two six to one two there for Munkind against Liz Downey. Seven points to three. Uh, it's Greg Namana against Clonine. What's the story on the Kells Road, uh, Kieran Ari? Yes, five points apiece now. Pash on the Kells Road. Um, the last time you were with Dixborough were just three points to two in front, but Mark Bergen levelled up in the twelfth minute with another free to leave a three points apiece. Harry Shane put another three over the bar for Dixborough to leave a four points to three and then a great score from Aidan Nolan left at five points to three in the 17th minutes for Dixborough. Then Mark Bergen launched another massive free from about 90 yards out to leave it five points to four in favour of Dixborough and then a bad puck out from uh, just a miscommunication between Darren Hoolan and um, Ollie Welsh left a free shot for Jamie Ryan. He put straight between the posts to leave a five points apiece. There's just a long-range puck coming in here now from Stephen Murphy. This one's going to drop in around the house and go straight over the bar. So our Rocklands are in the lead, Pat, for the first time since the yeah, first time they've led in this game uh, on the 21-minute mark here in the Kells Road and a brilliant free there from Stephen Murphy. Dixborough probably doing all the hurling, Pat, but not, not punishing the scoreboard. You know, they're, they're playing against the breeze in the first first half and uh, they're, they're using the ball fierce well, but just not getting their scores up front. And Paddy Deegan sweeping very, very well there. And um, Mikey Butler doing very well in the corner as well. So, uh, six points to five there, Pat, in favour of um, Lockton Gales and uh, 22 minutes gone on the clock. All right, thanks, Kieran. Any sign of Mullinavac coming back? <laughs> Barry? None whatsoever. The score is 1-9 uh, for... Uh Tullerone two points from Mullinavat and they tell me that there's 19 minutes 36 seconds gone on the clock it's a free to Mullinavat inside the 45 metre line taken up on the left hand side that's Ian Duggan Ian Duggan hits it high and Ian Duggan puts it to the right hand side and posts him wide I cannot get over Tullerone Kieran and I'm amazed at at, at, uh, uh, the Tullerone effort you know the way they're able to find one another they're able to make targets for one another oh yeah their the running they're is brilliant yeah, Barry yeah, they, yeah. oh yeah their movement is brilliant like number 10 Bill Gaffney he's got three points already and they've been tr- from three separate parts of the field he's all over the place Mossy Cohen is dictating it up at this end of the field he's after getting two and he's on the end of several one-two movements but the man of the, the man of the match so far is Tomás Dunn at left half back he's orchestrating the whole thing it's delivering tough, yeah. several balls into the forwards and hurling well and one of like Ian Duggan missing that free whatever chance they have they're going to have to nail every chance they get especially frees Nicky Brennan I, I'm, I cannot get over the, the efficiency of these Tullerone men what a possession game they're playing yeah but I think the big issue here Barry is Tullerone are great but Mullinavat are very poor I'm hugely disappointed with Mullinavat wow. we thought maybe after last week with uh, defeating uh, Dan Sport uh, that they, they were something special in them but they really look a very average team Tullerone the movement is fantastic now we did expect that I said that before the game I expected a very different Tullerone here to get their act together and they're doing that they're well in control of this match then that Mullinavat have a big job back to you Barry 1-9 to 2 points that's the way it is here in Nolan John Locke Park and uh, the um, it's 21 minutes of play gone and again and that a Mullinavat attack 
absolutely swamped, swarmed, suffocated by the combined efforts of the Tullerone half back line. The ball eventually being cleared by Tomas Dunn. Again, to good purpose. Down into the corner. George O'Connor was robbed. That's Shane. That's Shane Wash has the ball very close to the sideline, far side of feed. Steps out over line, far side of feed between the just on the 45 metre line. The wind is blowing here in Nolan Park or in John Locke Park. Uh, there's an awful lot of skill. Uh, an awful lot of skill uh, being displayed out there but only by one team at this moment in time as the fella says they're a class act whether you spell that with a C or a K it doesn't matter class is the word that you can only ascribe to these Tullerone men as they go about their business with great great determination and great intelligence and the movement of the ball is fantastic and Tomas Dunn wins it there he enhances another great effort by Tullerone they're on the on the scoring area in the scoring area for uh, for um, Tullerone and that one is hammered Mossy. over the bar by Mossy Martin Mossy Keown the school teacher hits that one straight over the bar it's 1-10 uh, for Tullerone two points for Mullinavat ball now in Tullerone danger territory coming out for, for Mullinavat was Adam Mansfield doesn't get any change out of the Tullerone men who arrive in, in, in force but on the far side of the field Tullerone wrong cornerback I think it was Josh Moore he goes after a ball loses his hurry I think it was pulled out of his hand referee says no Tullerone here comes Tullerone again here comes Dunn on the ball he's staying going number 12 on his back that's Garrod Dunn he's on the 20 minute line could be a danger here it could be a goal yeah Goal for Tullerone. Scored there by Garrod Dunn. He started at Kiran and he finished at Kiran. He did. There was good dispossession by there the Tullerone forwards in the, around the 65. Yeah. Mossy and Garrod were involved. Garrod took it in, uh, hand passed it across to Mossy. Mossy went for a goal from about 25 yards out. Stopped in the goal by Sean Fitzpatrick, but Garrod followed up with the rebound. And Barry, this is a yawning gap right now. Okay, lads, we're going to head back down to uh, Park Shamrock. It's Carrick Shock against uh, the Roaring Steve, Richie Powell. Yes, Pat, there's uh, 20, 24 minutes gone here, and that's uh, the Roar and the Stake are 12 pints, and Carry Shocker 5 pints. Uh, the Roar and the Stake have, uh, they probably have taken over the, the last 10 15 minutes of this first half. They are playing with a very strong win, but they're after getting some very good scores. Michael Galvin is going very well for him at centre forward, and Owen, Owen O'Brien, uh, with number two on his back, he was picked for cornerback, but he stopped the corner forward, and he's after chipping in with a couple of very good pints. So, like, with, with, like I said, five or six minutes to go in the first half. It's uh, 12 points to five in favour of Innistake. OK, thanks, Richie. So, uh, just recapping on some of the scores. Uh, actually, Tullerone are leading 2-9 to 2 points. Uh, the Borough and O'Loughlin's. O'Loughlin's 6 points to 5 up. The Roaring Steag, 12-5 up against Carrick Shock. And Greg Namana 7 points to 3 ahead of uh, Clonine. And uh, Moonkind, 2-6 to 1-2 ahead of Liz Downey. Back to John Lock Park. Thank you very much indeed. The score is 2-10 for Tullerone. 2 points from Ullavat. They haven't even improved on that. It's a line ball up in the left-hand corner. Way up in the left-hand corner. Halfway between here and Dunhamagan. And it's a line ball to Adrian Dwyer. Or the young, uh, Dwyer. I think his name is Adrian. He's Ju- from Julian. Julian. Julian Dwyer. The linesman at this side of the field. I knew I knew his name, but I had forgotten about it. But anyway, the line ball is taken for Tullerone. Hammered out this side of the field. The ball with Ian Duggan. Ian Duggan tries to set up the uh, Mullen of Atlantis. 
German load is the man that's trying to be set up. He gets the ball back as far as Ian Duncan. Ian Duncan is looking for a target man inside. He's not available. The colour on full back line. Tommy Welch is having a masterful game at full back. So too is Mark Simpson. So too is Josh Moore. And again, Tullerone clear the ball down despite the feet. And the linesman has his flag up. Julian Dwyer has his flag up. And uh, I think it's a line ball. Yes, it is. For Mullava to be taken up on the left-hand side by the man with number 13 on his back. And that's Jeremy Malone. I... Um, Tullerone, there's a big comments. He's not a man in the, in the box here with us. And our OB unit here first visit to John Locke Park. Line ball taken as high, and it goes straight over the bar. And it looks like Jeremy Malone, I think, that took that one. And it's a line ball, and it's a good one taken by Jeremy Malone straight between the posts. The long poke out, Tullerone. No problem to the Tullerone man to get the ball. Out as far as. Out, out, out as far as uh, Gerard Dunn Gerard Dunn I mean Gerard Dunn across the middle the ball eventually going to Bill Gaffney Bill Gaffney running to, through the uh, Mullivat defence and passes the ball out the far side to the young lad in the corner the former Michael Ling Motors Motors salesman Shane Lynch Shane Walsh has a shot and it goes to the right hand side the post wide referee has his hand up what for Kieran? Uh, he's playing advantage Barry Porrig which was fouled he supported the attack as it was building yeah. and uh, he was fouling the way through uh, on being played the advantage Shane drove the shot wide but we're back for the free as they say in Mokali, one time, as they say in Mokali, absolutely, Tullerone are baiting the bejesus out of, Tull- out of, uh, out of uh, Mullivat, Kieran. Oh, well, there's only, there's one, only team one team, and, oh, there's only one team on this pitch, Barry, and Tullerone are doing all the hurling, it's much crisper. Uh, Mullivat <laughs> just look a little bit slow, their striking is a bit slow, and uh, they've made no threat on the Tullerone goal whatsoever, they've a free and a line ball, and one point from play, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's a free taken. I presume we went over the bar. I yep. wasn't watching. Shane Welch over the bar. 1-2-2-11. to three points. And on the clock it says 27-26. Uh, Gone on the clock. Again, Owen Bean is pointed to somebody or is looking for the ball back or too quick a puck out or it's a free or whatever. Anyway, the puck out taken. By, by Fitzpatrick Sean Fitzpatrick he's having a good game gets that out towards the Tullerone 65 metre line Mullivat trying to get an attack going, trying to get something going Kieran, what do what what do the Mullivat lads have to do I know it's a simple question like win more ball but is it as simple as that well they've got to do that Barry but they've got to close down this platform the Tullerone are building around the yeah. half back line in midfield and they've also got to just hurl a bit quicker their striking is too slow their running is too slow their hand passing is too slow and Tullerone are just obliterating them out there There's, you know the difference in standard is marked ok lads we're going to head out to Park Seamus Steve Fawn it's uh, Dixborough against O'Loughlin Gales and uh, Kieran Ari. Yeah, 31 minutes on the clock, Patrick. 10 points to 6 in favour of Lachlan Gales. Last time you were away was uh, 6 points to 5. Steve Murphy was just after hitting over uh, an excellent score from long range. But uh, it's all, has been all of Lachlan Gales since then. Conor Kelly got his first point to play. Leave 7 points to 5 in 25th minute. Then David Ford, he popped up. Lovely score from the the, the right, uh, right-hand side. He came down the wing like we saw last week. Clara only got 3 points over his first point. Leave it 8 points to 5. And uh, mix up again between Dara Hoolan and this time he left pull the, the ball out over the sideline to um, he tried to play a chart along the ground to uh, Owen Fenny but he had out over the sideline and Conor Kelly, Kelly picked up the ball 
a great pint over the bar to leave nine pints to five. Then David Forty got the ball over on the same wing again, the right-hand side. This thing turned in off his left in the 28 minute to leave it 10 points to five. And just as we're talking, Pat Liam Moore hit over points for Dixborough. And there's another score there for Lockins. I'll get that off the lads there. And Darius Hoolan has poked the ball straight out to Paddy Butler there now again. And he's put the ball over the bar. So it's 12 points to seven here in the Kells Road with 32 minutes on the clock. Pat. All right. Uh, thanks, Kieran. 12 points to seven. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. And we head back to John Lock Park. Thank you very much indeed. The, the score is 212 to three points here in John Lock Park. And it says 30 minutes, just on 30 minutes in the first half gone. Kieran Nari, I just want to ask you one question. Have we have 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 uh, Mullinavat arrived at the stage where it's, you know what I mean, uh, go big or go home? Yeah, well, like they have to go big, Kieran. They do, of course they do, Barry. They'll have to chance it on here now as Gerard Dunn has just pointed another one there. Uh, they're, they're completely out of this and they're just going to have to get back into it. Something's going to be done. Their blessing is that it's almost half time now. Yeah, and I think there was, another, there was a point for uh, Mullinavat. I think it was taken by, scored by Conor Walsh. On the far side of the field, it's just over 30 minutes. Again, the puck out. No problem for the Tullerone goalkeeper, Paul Buggy, to gather, to pick, to get the uh, puck outs to his men as he got that one out. The far side of the field over as far as Tomas done. The referee on being bros, the halftime whistle. And as you say, Kieran, uh, before we go back to Pat in the studio, as you say, like uh, Tullerone have to, or Mullivat have to come up with something in that dressing room. Well, it's going to be an interesting place in that dressing room now. Uh, I could see the fire in the eyes of the Tullerone lads in the dressing room. That was only 45 minutes before throwing and amongst themselves. Uh, and they've heard like that, Barry. They've come out here and they've laid down a marker. They've righted the wrongs of last week big time with an outstanding display they lead by two goals and nine points at half time 2.13 to four points a phenomenal half an hour's hurling Nicky Brennan your opinion of that this has been 31 minute traffic Briefly, I'm, yeah. I'm just amazed that, it, uh, that well I'm not surprised at Tullerone I expect this was something we were going to see from Tullerone I just thought the uh, I thought that the response from one of the bat would have been much better they've been completely out hurled they're, 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 they're awful and there's no other way of describing it for guys that you normally see out there standing up and uh, chest out and taking on everybody they're just putting in a feeble effort but you can take from the superb hurling of Tullerone they're finding their men they're look, working for one another and this is not going to be an easy uh, chat by the team mentors from Mullinabat inside in the press stone they're going to have to find something big you're listening you're listening to Community Reading in Kenny City broadcasting live from John Locke Park in the in the, in the principality of Kilkenny uh, the match commentary is courtesy of Michael Ling Motors JJ Cavanagh and Sons John Brennan Machinery Country Style Foods thank you all indeed for your support the score here at half time in John Locke Park 2.13 for Tullerone believe it or believe it not Mullinavat have nothing more than four points to show on the scoreboard for their efforts they'll have to do an awful lot better as we hand back to Pat Tracy in the studio OK and coming up to half time 12 points to 7 O'Loughlin Gales lead uh, Dixborough now we're going junior hurling it's Clonine against Greg Namana Shane Coogan well Pat um, just coming up on half time here it's 
12 points to Greg Lamanna, 7 points to Clonine, and Clonine have a free in here on the 21, so I should make it 8 12, which probably just half time. Um, as I said to you before we went here, it's it's all frees. Um, i never seen debate within my life. I'm going to a lot of matches, and it's free after free after free. Of the 12 points that Greg Lamanna scored, 10 frees, and there hasn't been a dirty stroke done, so I don't know what's these referees I don't know what to do be seeing but anyway look that's for another day but as I said just half time it's 12 points to to Greg Namana Thanks Shane 12 points to to Greg Namana Munkine and Liz Downey Tom O'Hanlon Yeah it's 2-7 to 1-6 I thought it was 2-8 but the linesman actually just allowed the last points for by Eden Ryan um, since I left you there it was 2-6 to 1-2 uh, for about 18 minutes and uh, since then there's low scoring enough um He's only put on four points, uh, two of them, of course, a freeze, and one kind of just a one score from Mac Fitz, two seven to one six at half time. Thanks uh, for that, and uh, two seven to one six. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors, and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Okay, intermediate hurling is the Roaring Siege against Carrick Shock, uh, Richie Power. Yes, Pat, it's half time here and it's not uh, not good uh, good looking for the Carrick Shock uh, supporters. It's 6 points to uh, 17. Uh, Roaring Siege at 17 points at half time and Carrick Shock are 6, so that's a 9 point lead. Now, I know there is a strong breeze blowing down from uh, from the town side of Valley Hale, but uh, after saying that, uh, in the stake are holding very, very well. Uh, Michael Gal- uh, Michael Galvin is going very well at centre forward. Uh, Owen O'Brien, like I said earlier, Chief has uh, he was picked for corner back, but he's corner forward and he's causing a lot of trouble. He's after tipping in with two pints, and um, Kevin Murphy's after popping up with two pints. So you know they have a nice spread of scores. Like Connor Joyce has scored as well. So I think I think uh, all the forwards could have scored uh, other than Owen O'Ling uh, uh, in in that first half. Um, you know, they're, they're getting good points from play and, and Michael Galvin's free taking is very, very good as well. But uh, look, at it's still, it's still 30, 30 odd minutes to go in this and uh, but Karishok is going to need a, a very good start to the second half to try and get back into this game. Uh, Jamie Power has, um, he, he has four of the Karishok uh, scores from free so that'll tell you we're struggling up front like Jake DeWire has one from play and um, Sean Moore, our wing back, came up and got one from play. So that's that is Pat at half time. It's the Roaring Stakes, seventeen points, uh, Carry Shock six. Thanks, Richie. So an uphill battle there for uh Carrick Shock. Uh what's the half time score there on the Kells Road? Yeah, twelve points to seven, Pat, um in the Kells Road. It hasn't changed. That was the last time you were with there was only a small bit of play and then uh, referee Michael Sullivan blew it up there for half time. So twelve seven. Uh, the last score is coming from I missed the score when I was talking to you we were just following the play but Jordan Malay hit that one over and then Paddy Butler hit one over as well for Lockings there the last two scores of the game and Lee Moore got one from play then as well and all your scores for Dixborough coming through uh, Harry Shane and Ed, Harry Shane from the freeze and Ed Nolan but um, the game really turned Pat when oh, Lockings started pushing up on the puckouts really put the squeeze on Dixborough and um, it's, it's worked very, very well for them. And you know yourself with the skillful forwards that our Rockings have. They're well able to take their scores. You know, Conor Kelly's after chipping in there two points. Then um, they, they've already got two excellent points from play as well. And uh, Paddy Lee's a towering feature there um, in the full in the centre-back. But we haven't seen much of Hugh Lawler yet, just with the way the piece is blown down. 
into the town and goal, we call it here in the Kells Road. It is very strong, so we haven't seen much of the ball going into the full forward line yet. Uh, for for this, we're kind of standing up around the, the half half hour line, but um, it's uh, twelve points to seven patch at half time, and probably is a four or five point breeze in it in it. But uh, breeze don't win matches, as they said. Lads have to come out and hurl, so we'll see how the second half goes. Okay, so uh, it's the borough to play with the wind in the second half. Yeah, the borough to play with the wind, Pat. It is very strong breeze now, and it's it's, it's turning cold out here as well. You know, it's really blowing blowing down towards the the town end goal. It's kind of a, it's not blowing directly straight down, but it's blowing in towards the corner here, and it's definitely it definitely will be favouring this borough. And it'll be interesting to see what way Lockland's line up now for the puck house. Will they go short? Will no Stephen Murphy? Tri- will they push maybe? some of their bigger players into the, out, out to the half forward line and try to go along and break the ball down to like the Conor Kelly it'll be interesting to see Pat in the, in the second half now just what way they'll, they'll line up for that because it definitely will play a part um, for, for their backs and um, you'll be hoping as well that maybe the borough might go a bit more direct as well and um, work the ball in around the full forward line and take scores from distance as well as Lachlan's did towards the end of the second half Alright, thanks Giron. That's Giron Nari there on the Kells Road and it's uh, O'Loughlin Gales uh, in the lead, 12 points to 7 and uh, Tullerone 2, 13 to 4 points up and uh, the Rolling Steag 17 points to 6 up, Greg Lemanuel up on uh, Clonine and 2, 7 to 1, 6 uh, Munkine on Liz Downey so that's your half time round up. <laughs> Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Community Radio Kilkenny City. 88.7 FM. Okay, halftime score lines uh, Dixborough and O'Loughlin's. O'Loughlin's 12 points, Dixborough 7, and uh, the Roaring Sea 17 points, uh, Carrick Shock 6 points, uh, Greg Namana 13 points, Clonine 8 points, and uh, Moonkind 2 7, Liz Downey 1 6, and uh, then Mullinavat and, Th- and Tolerone, Tolerone 2 13, Mullinavat 4 points. They're up and running out in Callan. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. The question is, are Mullinavat running faster, Barry? Yes, they are a little bit, Pat. Welcome back to uh, John Locke Park and Nolan Park, uh, John Locke Park and Callan. They look as if they're running faster, you know, they've, uh, you know, they're starting to burn a few bushes around the place and Ian Duggan slapped a ball straight over the bar, a long free out and uh, that might, uh, might put a little bit of pep into their step, but they need an awful lot of pep because they're behind by two goals and 13 points to five points and we're only got a minute and a half in the second half but they're attacking at the moment three minutes of play gone they're attacking at the moment but again Tullerone break up the attack them and themselves are on the attack now the ball won in the middle that was Josh Josh gives it or that's uh, Joe <laughs> who am I talking about Martin Keown Mossy I meant Mossy Keown look for him and, uh, a target oh here come Tullerone a bad bad mistake could be a goal this could be Shane this could be a goal Oh, what a terrible mistake there by the uh, Mullinavat defence. They're absolutely and totally demoralised. And one of the Mullinavat players is down injured. Uh, I think he twisted himself as he tried to win a ball and he lost it. 
and uh, yeah, he, was, he was the player that received the short puck out Barry That's right, yeah. and uh, dropped it and just as he tried to recover he's obviously picked up an injury but Tullerone worked it well Peter Welsh won the disposition he gave it into Shane and Shane buried it yeah puck out by Sean Fitz Sean Fitz uh, Sean Fitzpatrick long now arriving on the Tullerone full back line far side of the field but again coming away from for Tullerone Tomas Dunn Shem Dunn that's his father he looked he was looking up at our outside broadcast unit and he was wondering whether he could I get him a cone <laughs> but I beat him. <laughs> and I need to say Kieran, I had an answer for him. <laughs> well, an evening for Cohen's Barry, let me tell you. <laughs> I told him I told him you were frying one for him. No, there's actually <laughs> a bag of chips he was on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicky, listen to policy. Let's get on with the with the hurley here in John Locke Park. Uh, it's a line ball far side of field for Tullerone. And there's a, a short one. You give it in to Peter Walsh. Or was it no? Shane Walsh, I think, got the ball, but uh, was it Gerald Dunn got the ball eventually? Gerald gets got the ball, and the umpire up on the left hand side with the white flag. Coolinella, the Tullochmoor, Montrone. They worked that one excellently, Barry. The, they're, after, they're after doing that one two a, a couple of times there yeah. now on sideline balls and here's another oh, puck here's out another intercepted one. oh straight in this is Mossy Mossy's on the 20 metre line he's still going he gives it around out the first uh, very close goal. to the end line and a ball another goal a goal scored by Mossy was it Mossy went all the way Kieran all the way Barry he dispossessed the centre back absolutely tore through and hung it 3-14 to 5 points Six points uh, to five like, points. It's actually worse, Barry. It's four fourteen to five four, points. Four, is it four fourteen? I can't see the scoreboard with that figure, that ball in front of it. Anyway, the play coming down this side of the field, down towards the uh, the Tullerone goal. Parik West goes out to try and pick the ball, picks it up, tries to get the ball up to number ten. That's Bill Gaffney. It beats it. It's deflected out over the sideline, down the right hand side, and it's a line ball for uh, Tullerone to be taken underneath this here by uh, if Dick Welsh could get out of his way I'd be worried about number 7 and that's Tomas Dunn Bill Gaffney Bill Gaffney tries to win the ball loses it Mullivat breaking away with it picked up in there by uh, that's uh, Joe, Joe Gahan Joe Gahan tries to Yes, some of his corner forwards working. Their left corner forward. That's Adam Mansfield. Gets the ball. Crossfield ball. Mullivat still in possession. Inside the Tullerone 45. Peter and here they go again. This is Adam Mansfield coming from the far side. Has a shot. Hicks it high and puts it. Does he? Wait. Wide ball. Score still remains here in John Locke Park. 4-14 for Tullerone. Five points first. Uh, well, the Vatan, there's only seven minutes to play gone. What way is this going to end up, Kieran Nari? Kieran, Kieran Muldowney, Kieran Nari. If you're listening to me, I'm sorry for taking your name in vain, Kieran Muldowney. Well, it's only going to end one way. Barry Tullerone are going to win it. They're 21 points up, and you know what? They're worth every penny of it. Uh, the, you, you couldn't say that the scoreline flatters them or anything. No. It doesn't. There's only one team on this pitch. Absolutely. Again, a wayward pass, but picked up there by Big Tom Elward, their captain. Hammers it down the far side. Porrick goes for it. Porrick gets it. Porrick gives it out the far side. Out as far as uh, Dunn. Dunn, Garrow Dunn. That's Tommy Welsh. Tommy Welsh has the ball. Or does he? 
Now it's a long ball in and it goes, gets underneath and it goes out over the end line wide. Okay, lads, we'll go to where there's two teams playing and uh, it's uh, the Borough against O'Loughlin's. Kieran Nari. Yeah, 13 points to 12 here now, Pat. Uh, very good second half here so far. Um, but the first score, the second half came from Bill Sheen, picked up the ball, solo through, tapped the ball to Barry's left hand. And uh, to leave it 12 points to eight, the 31st minute, then Mark Bergen hit over a free to leave it 13 points to eight to O'Loughlin's. Um, and then Timmy Clifford came forward and got a great score from the 21 yard line to leave it 13 points to nine. Then there's two two great scores there by Killian Hackett, a free from Harry Shine, and uh, another excellent score from Bill Sheen. And um, it was just a point in a patch with. Uh, 48 minutes on the second half chances of goal here now for Ed Nolan he's going to recycle the ball out to his brother Mark to level it up here and he puts that one out to the left hand post and wait big opportunity missed there for Dixford to level it up and uh, the 13 points to 12 pass in favour of all Lockheed Gales 38 minutes on the clock and a big squeeze on the puck out here now like we saw in the first half for uh, for um, uh, the, the way the way Dixford and uh, the way O'Loughlin's pushed up sorry on Dixford sorry Pat was just following the game there Harry Sheen has proven to be giving Mikey Butler a lot of trouble here he has him on the yellow card in the second half as well so uh, all's play for here Pat in the Kells Road OK thanks Kieran. 13 points to 12 O'Loughlin Gales with their noses in front as they head towards the 40th minute any improvement for Carrick Shock and uh, Richie Power? No, Pat, no, not really. There's 40 minutes gone here in the, in, in Valley Hill and it's, uh, the Roar and the Stake have 19 points on the board. Gary Shock have, uh, have nine, so there's 10 points in it. And uh, you'd, you'd have to say, I know there's still a good bit to go, but uh, the Roar and the Stake, Michael Galvin is having a very, very good game for the Roar and the Stake. He got a tremendous point. Jake DeWare got one from a, from a free to make it 17-7. Uh, after three minutes of the second half Sean Moore was having a very good game for Kershock at wing back he got up the field and I got another one and that brought us to 8, eight points to um, 8 points to 17 but then Michael Galvin with a brilliant point from uh, from right out on the sideline against the wind for the fantastic score to make it uh, to make it 8-18 eight, and uh, Eddie Pendleton made it 19-8 uh, uh, after 39 minutes but Michael Rice who came on for a sub uh, he got a point back for Kershock in the 40th minute so with roughly 20 minutes to go here, Pat, it's, uh, it's uh, 19 points uh, tonight. Thanks, uh, Richie. So uh, that's the Rona Sieg leading there. Well, Barry Henriquez might be the mascot for the uh, Molnavat footballers, but he's not for the hurlers. Barry. For the hurlers, Barry. Oh, yeah, absolutely not, Pat. I'm absolutely astonished at, at the carry on here, at the way they're hurling. They look strangely at ease at variance with what's supposed to be a, a hurling game here in John Locke Park. You know, uh, they're second, 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 and they're bringing on subs now, and I know that they're bringing on a sub uh, number 23 is uh, Martin, Martin Davis Martin Davis has come on for uh, Chair Malone of all the people or Michael Malone for all the people but Kieran they've got a couple of points since last Pat Tracy spoke to us they have yeah Shane Welch has pointed the free and Bill Gaffney's got his fourth point of the game full back Tommy Welch even had time to go up and drive away it's uh, God, Barry, I haven't been as, as, at as much of a one-sided game in a long, long time, let me tell you. Garrow Dunn is hurling well, Kieran. Yeah, right across the half-forward line, Isn't I mean. Yeah, yeah Bill Gaffney's four points, Garrow Dunn is one, two, and Mossy is three points. That's a huge return from any line, and uh, that's, that's 
the basis of their creativity that's where the, the runs are coming from and that creates the space inside for the inside boys to cause the danger but uh, look they're getting good balls from their half back line Tullerone playing nice short stick passes to one another uh, they're pinpointing the men and once they get a chance then they run like hell at the Mullinavat defence and they're tearing them apart I noticed that Joe Cockle is after getting the yellow card. I think it's a free to uh, Mullivat between the 65 and 45. That's the Tullerone 65 and 45 to be taken, I suppose, by Ian Duggan. He's the only one that actually can can um, can drive it straight enough. I feel. Yes, uh, Tom Edwards having a go at oh, this one. Barry, sorry, yeah. sorry, Tom Edwards on our way. It's it high. Looks to be long. It looks to be wide of the left-hand post and very, very wide indeed. Your disc commentary being brought to you. Compliments of uh, Michael Ling Motors, uh, JJ Cavanagh's Sons, John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods and Granny. Thank you indeed for your support. We need all of it we can get. But thank you indeed for being particularly generous to us here in Community Radio Kilkenny City. Ball poked out. Here they go, down this side of the field. Mullivat trying to get going. They're, they're still trying. They're not giving up, mind you, but... Uh, there's a referee blows his whistle and awards a free up to the Tullerone men from their own half-back line for foul, I think. It looks like on Tomás Dunn. Or is it the corner back? We'll let you know. If it's uh, Martin Walsh, actually. OK, lads, we're going to go junior hurling and uh, it's uh, Greg Nemana against Clonine and uh, we're joined by Shane Coogan. Well, Pat, um, 12 minutes gone here, second half. Uh, Greg Nemana, 117, Cloney, 10 points. Um, Greg Nemana, just after scoring a goal there, um, after a mix-up in the Cloney in defence, went to play the ball out of defence and lost it, and it fell to Sean Hold and their full forward, Greg Nemana, and he rightly buried in the back of the net. So, at the moment, Greg Nemana are in control from play and from freeze. Um, they're, they have better lads all over the field and that now Clonine are trying to have the breeze in the second half and all that but it's just it's just not happening for him it's just not happening for him so as I said about 12 minutes 13 minutes 117 to 10 points Alright thanks Shane and uh, Moonkine uh, they had uh, 4 point lead at half time 2-7 to 1-6 uh, Tom O'Hanlon what's the story now? Yeah, it's after extending that lead quite a bit. Pats is 4-12 to 1-6. Uh, it's the only page to score in the second half here. Um, and Omo kind of have the benefit of stripping uh, off Breeze second half. The first point from Sean Welsh, followed by one from Danny Purcell, and then James O'Keefe, before Danny Purcell broke through for smashing goal to make it 3-10 to 1-6. Beat Tracy follows after good work from Kieran Dunphy a few minutes later, finishing it off... Uh, move to make it 4-10 Matt Fritz uh, put over a, a pint and uh, followed there by one from a free from Park Murphy making it 4-12 to 1-6 at the moment uh, just seen another pint there from a substitute that has come in here oh Paddy Finch actually has come in as a sub and just scored a pint make it 4-13 to 1-6 from Unkind at this stage with about 5 minutes left in the sorry no about 9 minutes left in the second half. Alright, thanks Tom and uh, we'll go back to the Kells Road see what's happening there between the Borough and O'Loughlin's. Kieran Nari. 13 points to 12 in favour of O'Loughlin Gales and uh, then there was a brilliant score from Andy Gaffney he took, or sorry from Killian Hackley cut through the middle and le- levelled up to leave it 13 points apiece then 
great ball into Andy Gaffney. He backed the ball down in front of himself to get away from Hugh Lawler. Turned in on his right-hand side and judged to win perfectly. to put 14 points to 13 in favour of Dixborough. Uh, then uh, a great score then by Ollie Welsh. He, he left it over to leave it... Um, Sorry, to level it up, Andy Gaffney's point was to level up at 13 points apiece. Then Ollie Welsh got a great score to leave at 14 points to 13 from out the pitch. And then Pat, just before he joined, there was a high ball came in around the square. Ball broke out to Liam Moore. He broke the first tackle and put the ball down low and hard to the right of Stephen Murphy. And just to leave it one fourteen to 14. And um, just just as, just as you were with us, Pat David Fogarty came up to get that score. Now it was only O'Loughlin's um, second score of the second half. So it's one fourteen to 14. And we have uh, 45 minutes on the clock in favour of Dixborough. OK, so uh, bubbling up there nicely. Yeah, bubbling up nicely, Pat. There's some brilliant duels going on here. But uh, O'Loughlin's have had to use the bench fairly early. Now Conor Kelly's gone off there as well uh, Matthew Russell's gone off Keen Light came in for him and he actually had a brilliant energy too the middle of the field for Lachlan Gales and Conor Kelly's gone off there now Shawnee Boulder's gone in for him but uh, Lachlan's just getting a handle on the game here around the last two or three minutes you know they're they're going long to have Owen Wagon into full forward you know if he could get a ball in his hand pass he's dangerous so it'll be interesting last 15 minutes here and still all to play for a, but a very good battle and just as uh, we were talking there, free in for Lockton, so I'm surely point this one to leave it a two-point game on the 46-minute mark. Thanks, Kieran, And uh, we go back to John Lock Park. Another goal for Tullerone here, uh, scored by Parik Wadge. Boy, he showed blistering pace. Uh, blistering pace, Kieran there from the centre of his the centre of his own defence. Like he... Um, he came up with a ball, he gave it to Garrod Dunn, Garrod Dunn gave it to uh, Shane, and Shane gave it back to Porrick, and he went straight in. Yeah, the, uh, the other way around, Barry, well, uh, yeah, Garrod and Porrick played a 1-2, and Porrick sprinted straight oh, through yeah, to yeah, the yeah, 21, yeah. hand-passed it to Shane, and he uh, buried it in the net. Now, Muldabat have just gotten a goal there, Adam Mansfield, with a consolation score. 5-18 to 1-6 it is at the moment. Shane Welch with 3-3 for Tullerone. Uh, Bill Gaffney with four points, Mossy Keown with three, Garrod Dunn with 1-2, 1-3. You know, huge scores individually. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the life has gone out of this game. Like, there's no point in saying Mullivet have to do this, have to do that. I tell you, just to keep down the score from here on, it would be a big achievement. But Tullerone, I cannot help but admire everything the Tullerone men are touching. Like, even the goal there, the, the, the same story, different, same story, same music, different orchestra, as the fella says, with the last goal there, scored by uh, the Tullerone men, but Mullivat are trying, but I'm wondering, is, is, is that the best they have? I doubt it very much indeed, they're still trying it, but again, Mullivat or Tullerone men, Kieran, all the backs are forwards, and all the forwards are backs, no matter what, what, you, what you need, there's a man in the possession to take a, to take the possession, you know what I mean? Their tackling is very good, Barry, they're dispossessed Mullivat several times oh, yeah. there and uh, their use of the ball is brilliant and look just you know when individuals hurl well then your team hurls well they're having a, a cracking game from the likes of Tomás Dunn and Parry Welch in the half back line their midfield of Jack Keown and Joe Cochran especially very industrious and their half forward line has scored a huge amount you know so when, when individuals hurl well you have a good chance then but their teamwork is excellent they're hunting in packs they're winning the ball back and they're using it well and look you can't ask for a whole lot more and bad and all as Mundavat have been Tullerone have been very good Absolutely. Um, the ball poked out or on the 
a free in the middle of the park to be taken there by Simpson. Mark Simpson hits it high. It puts it straight. Does the umpire go for the flag? He does. Another point for Tullerone and it's five goals and... 18 points I think isn't it yeah, 518 to 18 to 1-6 yeah uh, the Mullivat goal Kieran the Mullivat goal Kieran uh, was scored by who? Uh, scored by Adam Mansfield they worked yeah. it well up on the left hand side of their attack used the overlap well uh, hand passed into Adam and he buried it from outside the 21 a good shot into the top of the net the ball coming out of the Mullivat defence by the cornerback there again Kieran there's another case in hand there that a Mullivat defender coming out had all the time in the world had time to hop the ball off the ground and everything and all of a sudden Tullerone nailed him and the Tullerone wise have eight wise odds further possession that's a very poor that's a good good wide Terry the only as Nicky said that's they only had eight wides in, in all the possession had that's fair that's you know they're fairly consistent aren't they ah yeah they're, they're white tallies excellent but they're getting plenty of time to take the shots you know four four, four wides two in each half that's uh, good going Tullerone have just made a sub there Bill Walton has come on for Peter Welch just as you were talking there Barry yeah 4.16 to 5 points uh, there's more than that there's more than that Nicky at the wrong page <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> 580 to 1-6 I knew that was right OK we'll check in with how uh, the Roland Steag and Carrick Shock are doing and uh, Richie Power Yeah it's, uh, there's 50 minutes gone here Pat and it's uh, the Roland Steag are 22 points on the scoreboard which is a great return on a, on a, on a difficult evening Carrick Shock is 11 but, and um, you know in this, uh, the Roland Steag now have a free right in front of the goal so you can make that, you can clock that in at 23 points to 11 with roughly 10 minutes to go no, in the stake, are, they're, uh, they're holding well against the wind and they have got a couple of very good scores uh, to Michael Galvin, Jack Welsh, uh, Jim Ryan. They're, they're all, you know, they're, they're, they have a right good spread of scores, Pat. And, uh, you know, any day you go out to score 22 and 23 points and still 10 minutes to go, it's, it's, it's a good day's work. But uh, Karashok are struggling. They're struggling up front. Michael Rice came on at half time now and he has made a big difference. Uh, he's after getting uh, two points for Karashok. Uh, Sean Moore holding very very well at wing back for Kerry uh, Shock. He's after uh, he has three points on the on the board. But you know you'd have to say in a stake physically they're a bigger team, but they're they're holding well throughout the field and and finding their men and getting very very like I said they're getting very very good scores, uh, particularly in the last uh, in in the 15 or 20 minutes of the second half they have to get two or three really really good scores like when Kerry Shock was kind of making inroads into their lead. So, like I said now, seven minutes to go, 53 minutes gone in this game, almost 54 minutes gone, and it's 23 points to 11 in favour of the Oran State. All right, thanks, uh, Richie. And uh, we'll check in on uh, Dixborough and O'Loughlin Gales. Uh, it was hotting up nicely, Kieran Nari. Yeah, the last time you were with us, Pat, it was uh, 114 to Dixborough, 15 points to O'Loughlin Gales, where Fergan had just hit over a free. Then a brilliant score by Harry Shane. He intercepted a, a sharp pass out from from a Lachlan Gales and he tapped it over to restore Dixborough's uh, three point lead in the 48 minute to leave it 115 to 15. Then Mark Bergen hit over another free to leave it 115 to 16. But then two brilliant scores from Mark Nolan really showing well for the ball pass in the second half and proving very troublesome for the Lachlan Gales full back lane. He hit over two to leave it 117 to 16. Just as a way of Patrick Chance of goal here, all brilliant there by. Stephen Murphy there Killian Hackett broke onto a ball 
let fly on it of course time and uh, brilliant save by Stephen Murphy but a uh, uh, good score by Jordan Malay there to reply for all options had to leave it 117 to 17 for the favour of the Explorer with uh, 20, uh, 53 minutes on the clock here in the Kells Road the Borough looking the more likely they are Pat but they're uh, O'Loughlin's after getting a double save out of um, Dara Hoolan there as well you know and uh, Owen Wall looked like he was going to pull the trigger and bury a goal and Park Mayne got across brilliantly and got a block in and then from the rebound Owen Wall started again with Dara Hoolan um, did a great save again so I'm saying like Owen Wall in around the square is very very dangerous and you know O'Loughlin's there's always a goal in him at some stage you can't write him off yet and I'd say Dix will be hoping to just keep that three points if they can and you know a two point lead is a dangerous lead especially coming into the last five, five or six minutes here in the Kells Road Alright thanks Kieran. back to John Lockpad Dylan Simpson and Bill Walton yeah, No great change no great change here it's 519 to one six, and the clock says ticking over 24 minutes 27 seconds 520 Nicky says he's writing it faster he's writing this fast he can't even keep up to the Tullerone lads such is the frequency of their scoring but it's uh, 520 to 1-6 here in John Locke Park and we've gone into the last say six minutes of this game that uh, from the start was Tullerone 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 and again Shane Walsh has the ball inside, on his own 45 metre line crossfield ball looking for a man to lay off to it doesn't as well read out the the Mullivat defence picked up in there by the man Mark Mac- Mac- McNamara never heard the name before in the Mullivat short but he gets the ball over to the corner forward Mark Mansfield Mansfield's shot goes left hand side of the post and why they could have got they could have done with that but at this moment in time it doesn't really matter <laughs> fantastic away come Tullerone the ball won by Shane Walsh Shane Walsh having a great game for Tullerone Tullerone on for another great goal here could be another goal here well saved there by Sean Fitzpatrick and eventually it is finished to the back of the net Bill, by Bill Walton Bill Walton gets that sixth tell me six goals and 20 points Pat Tracy could you believe it six goals and 20 points to one goal and six for Mullivat the score is a huge score for any team to score but the score against him is absolutely incredible to think that Mullivat could only get a goal and six points against Tullerone but Mullivat are trying there's a bit of a squabble in the middle of the field the man Jeremy uh, Lone is involved in it referee blows his whistle on being he's had a very good game as a referee here in John Locke Park he let it flow um, had a, has a few words and all cooled down it's a free to Mullivat from the 45 metre line dead straight in front of the post hitting into the town end he dug and bends he lifts he strikes as straight as a frozen rope straight between the posts the ball goes into the into the netting at the back of the goal another point for Mullivan but they need a million of them to, to get themselves out of trouble here the score is still the same 6.20 now 1.7 for Mullivan Tullerone attacking out the far side. The man with number 23, that's Charlie Clear, gets the ball. Hits it, it bottled up on the far side. But again, he's in trouble. But more Tullerone men come in to help him. One of the lads that came in to help him was Adam Tallis. Ball won on the Mullivat full back line. But their full back, the Simon Elwood, starts another. Mullivat attack and Mullivat player in the middle of the field down injured 
looks shook. He's getting up. Still a free to Mullavat on the 45 metre line. That's the Tullerone 45 metre line. To be taken by Duggan, I presume. No, it's not. Or is it? Tullerone rightly using the chance here, Barry, to get a few subs on there yeah, as well. So, Adam yeah. Clear, Adam Tallis, Charlie Clear is on. Bill Walton came on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Garrod Dunn has gone off after a good evening's work. He had a great game. Uh, very good, didn't he? Yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, but uh, the the thing that amazed me about it was that uh, he made himself totally and utterly available for anything that was going. He did, and didn't not, he? And not and not greedy. Oh yeah, he made himself available, took the ball on, gave yeah. the pass at the right time, and scored one three. So you know what more can you ask for? Okay, tightening up on the Kells Road. Uh, what's the score there, Kieran Nari? Yeah, it's one one nineteen to Dixborough, at one seventeen to Lachlan Gales. Um, the last time you were with Jordan Malay just hit over a pint to leave one seventeen to seventeen. Um, then Thomas Kenny got a brilliant score from about hundred yards, leave it one eighteen to seventeen. But then Lachlan Gales broke through on wall. Pass lovely ball out to Paddy Butler. He shot and a brilliant save from Dara Hoolan. But in came Jack Nolan, just who had been introduced to hit the ball to the back of the net. But good, re- good return then again from Dixborough. Thomas Kenny from distance, a great point over the bar to leave it one nineteen to one seventeen, and we have forty fifty eight played pass on the clock. So all the players are still here, uh, cracking second half now and really, really coming into its own. And um, Mikey Butler just coming out to the ball here now. Uh, he's getting on top of Harry Shine here. I suppose he was Dixborough probably probably made a change. Um, just uh, freshen it up a bit, put fair legs in on the on the full forward line. But uh, brilliant second half pass and uh, all four benches being all Lockins have had to use their bench through more injury more than that. And um, hopefully none of their injuries that players are after suffering are too serious and that they'll be back in the not-so-distant future. But, uh, yeah, 119 to 17 here, Pat, and just 59 minutes on the clock. So, looking like the borough? Uh, it's not over yet, Pat, and there's uh, a lot of girls have a, have a free in here now, definitely in Mark Bergen's range. You know, um, that'll bring it back to a point, but wouldn't be surprised it'll be all on that next puck out then, Pat, who will win it. The borough are struggling now on the half forward line. They're not getting clean possession, so it'll be interesting. This ball's going to drop short, obviously. Pat, well taken down there by Dara Hoolan. He delivers it out to the side there to, towards Timmy Clifford. Will he get there before? No, he won't. A bit too casual from Timmy there. So still one nineteen to seventeen, Pat, and um, uh, we're gone. We're gone. Uh, 60, Sixty minutes here in in the Kells Road. Okay, and just two points in it there. Uh, Shane Coogan, what's it like uh, between Clanine and Greg Namana? Well, Pat, it's um, scored now with about four minutes to go. It's Greg Lamanna, 320, Cloney in 13 points. Uh, when I was talking to you last, Greg Lamanna, after getting their first goal, um, since then, about five minutes, within the, the next five minutes after that, they had two more goals from Ted Dunn and Sean Holden again, just to put the game to bed, really, to be honest with you. So, look, the game is playing out. Look, Cloney are trying and trying and staying plugging away but Greg the Manor are the way better team and look it shows on the scoreboard 320 to 13 points Alright Shane thanks and we head back to John Lockpart yeah. yeah. It's all over Pat here and John Lockpart the final score here is uh, 6 goals and 20 points to 1 goal and 9 it's cr- not credible not credible indeed somebody if you were to say that to somebody before the game to say it's time you change your tablets Kieran Denary as a game I'd like it lacked from a Mullavat Mul- Mul- uh, Mul- viewpoint it lacked 
a lot of uh, determination and pace and everything. Tullerone were the team of all the talents. And Tullerone were by far the better team, Barry. Their pace was good. Mundabat looked a little bit stuck to the ground. Tullerone were lively. Tullerone used the ball well. Their attacking play was really good. Building from the back, their half-back line gave them the platform for that. A good switch before the game, putting uh, Martin Welch back cornerback and Mark Simpson to wing back. That tightened everything up. And uh, their midfield was a good help to their wing to their half-back line. And uh, the half-forward line created absolute havoc in the Mundabat defence. And uh, there, there was only one team in this game, Barry, but very impressive from Tullerone, especially the game wasn't closer as a contest, but outstanding individual displays from Parik Welch, from Martin Keown, Bill Gaffney, Garod, Dunn, Shane Welch, and especially from Tomás Dunn, who was my man at the match. I thought he was excellent all through. Really, really good hurler who played well. Uh, looked, Mundabat will go licking the wounds now. Round three will be a big one for them. And Tullerone, well, they'll go springing into round two, uh, round three. They'll wish that was tomorrow. Mm. Nicky, uh, a few words briefly from you. Well, I just... Much the same as here on this. Mullinavat were blown out of it. It's as simple as that. And uh, Mullinavat have a big job now next weekend. Uh, they're going to be playing on Locks and Gales. Now, we don't know the results of the Kelts Road yet, but Pat will be going there in a second. But they have a Locks and Gales next. Uh, Tullerone's game next is against Clara. But Tullerone will be delighted after this game here. They were totally on top from the word go. I mean, when you score that amount of goals, you're on fire. Great attitude. I think they realised after last week they let one another, they let themselves down and they needed to get back on track. I think they've told us now what they're capable of doing. This was one way traffic right from the outset and uh, Tullerone were mightily impressive. But one of that have a lot of work to do. Well, that's the story here from John Locke Park and Callan. Uh, we've enjoyed being here. We thank our, our sponsors indeed. Mike Killing Motors, JJ Cavanagh's son, John Brennan Machinery, and Countryside Foods. We've enjoyed the game from a from a, a display point of view by a very very impressive Tullerone. They won by six twenty to one nine. Could you believe that? But for the moment, anyway, from my sidekick Kieran Nari, Kieran, I say it again and again and again, Kieran Nari Muldowney, <laughs> Kieran uh, from Nicky Brennan, from um, our colleague, our colleague. Um, uh, Michael Cummins and from Sam Cummins who's been bringing in the food and the sausages and the tea and the coffee and all of that into our OB unit if you see us give us a wave it has been a good day for Tullerone not so good for Mullavat hope you enjoyed it Barry Enrique saying Sloan Glenary on board of Galair ok on to the real Kieran Nari on the Kells Road <laughs> yeah full time whistle just gone past 120 to Dixborough 117 to uh, or Lock and Gales uh, good, good uh, second half performance from Dixwell used the ball very very well and uh, took their scores excellently um, one, 120 yet to 117 and the last time you were with us it was 119 to 117 passion and then Mark Nolan who had an excellent second half got a brilliant score there he turned into his right hand side just on the 21 took the ball over the bar and that was the final score of the game O'Loughlin did have a chance of a 21 yard free but uh, Mark Bergen missed Miss Rose the ball and then just left play on a first time and it went out to the left hand side of the post and wide and then they had a last minute chance there as well where the ball came in around the the the, the, the Dixborough half back line that the, the lobbed the ball in but credit to the Dixborough men that stood tall Warwick Milan who had a brilliant second half batted the ball out brought back out the Lock and Gales tried to engineer a, a goal scoring opportunity but the ball was eventually blocked by, by Timmy Clifford and the referee Michael Sullivan brought the full time whistle pass so 120 to 117 Dixborough full and fully deserving of their 
their victory and um, uh, cracking cracking game huge crowd down here it'll take us a while to get one pack but we're in more rush we've nowhere to go so <laughs> Um, and not a brilliant, brilliant game, Pat, and a great, great standard of hurling here, and a good advertisement for our local league championship. Uh, thanks, Kieran. So, uh, win for the Dixborough one twenty to one seventeen, Tullerone six twenty, Monlevat one nine. On to the intermediate grade now. The Rolling Steeg and Carrick Shock and uh, Richie Power. Yes, yeah, all over here, Pat. Um, I suppose there was only one winner after after ten or fifteen minutes of the first half. Like it was very, very even here, and Kerry uh, Shaw playing against the strong winds. They were holding their own, but it looked like just it looked like that the Roaring Steel moved up the gears, and uh, and they hold really, really well for the last uh, last forty five minutes, and they won this one twenty five points to fifteen. It's a, a big win for uh, the the in the stake uh, lads. I was just talking to Neil Ling there on the bank, and, and when you rang me, and you know they came, they came, you know, with more hope, hopeful than than uh, confident coming to Ballyhale this evening, but. They were far the better team. Um, Jim Ryan was a real handful on the edge of the square for the roar in the stake. He, he hurled very, very well for them. Michael Galvin was very good the whole way through. Uh, Pat Ling was very good at wing back. Jack Welch uh, popped up for a pint. You know, they had a great spread of scores. Uh, the, you know, the, the, I think all the forwards uh, was on the score sheet. And uh, Owen O'Brien, that was picked corner back. Uh, they started him corner forward and he was a real handful for the whole 60 minutes he got on a lot of ball and, and, and took on the shock defence and he was a, a, a real a real handful uh, uh, up front um, look it's, it's, um, it's a long it's a difficult one now you know Kerry Shocker facing into the third game they're after being be- uh, comprehensively beaten in the, in, the, in the first two matches so there's a little bit of soul searching to be done Pat and uh, it's going to be a difficult week OK thanks uh, Richie and that's right, uh, uh uh, the Roaring Steag winning that one 25 points to 15 uh, Greg Namana 320 Clonine uh, 13 points Munkine and Liz Downey and Tom O'Hanlon Yeah that finished 5.15 to 1.9 in favour of Munkine as you can see there Liz Downey only scored 3 points the second half one way traffic and uh, I was asking myself what did I come to this match for I could have stayed at home watching television tonight or, or, or maybe go to see Mullinabat play <laughs> <laughs> now that, there's a sting in that tail now alright ok <laughs> alright and uh, all jokes aside no, all jokes good aside good win yeah. for Munca I, I just hope I had the right team out tonight yeah. or, or the, we still have the right team out tomorrow <laughs> yeah listen uh, going well at the junior at junior level Munkine. That's right, just uh, one defeat last week to James Stevens. a bit unfortunate not to at least get a draw to that game so Plenty of hurlers, as we said before, but picking the right team is another day's work. How well, sure, you all do that. <laughs> yeah. That's where uh, the reporters come in on the television. That's the radio. right. Uh, we all do that after the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Tom, listen, okay. thanks very okay. much. Okay, so we have a round up of all the score lines, and it was uh, Tullerone six twenty, Mullinavat one nine, Dixborough one twenty, O'Loughlin Gales one seventeen. The intermediate, uh, the Roaring Steag twenty five points, Carrick Shock fifteen, Greg Namana three twenty, Clanine thirteen points. That's in junior, and then uh, in section C of the junior, it's uh, this is this for the second teams, Munkine five fifteen, Liz Downey one nine. So there you have it. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people.
The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Right, recap on the full-time score lines. Uh, Tullerone 620, Mullivat 1-9. Also in senior hurling, Dixborough 120, O'Loughlin Gales 117. Intermediate hurling, the Roar in the Sea 25 points. Carrick Shock uh, 15 points. And uh, in junior hurling, it was Greg Namana 320, Clonine 13 points. And in uh, section C of the junior, Munkine 515, Liz Downey 1-9. So there you have all the score lines.